Welcome to the Zelda Informer Podcast. I am your host, Alfred Tabax, uh, joined, as always, by the amazing and wonderful and mysterious Mr. Nathaniel Rumpeljantz. Hey, everyone. Feels good to be back. Hopefully, this time on the video version, both yeah. our videos are working. That would be a miracle. <laughs> For now. Just uh, don't don't jinx it. Yeah, right. But right now, everything's working fine. Um and so we're we're good for now. We were gonna do the podcast Friday, but uh, Nate had stayed up for two days, pretty much straight, doing the coverage for oh, the Switch gosh. event, and so he needed sleep. And I thought I was gonna be out of town, so we just chalked it up to today. But we're gonna talk about a lot of stuff today, and so we didn't really get to any fan topics if we had any, and we will probably have to push those to next week if we had any. I haven't checked because we've got a lot to talk about. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, First off, though, this is the Zelda Informer podcast, so obviously we're going to want to talk about Zelda Informer, and we've been getting a lot of information from people analyzing the Zelda trailer uh, since it came out, I think, two, no, not two days ago, about a week ago. Um, yeah, about a week ago today or yesterday or tomorrow. Um, and so we're, we're getting a bunch of different things, a bunch of little small tidbits, and we've reported on a lot of it. Um, but one of the things that I found really interesting, and that some of my friends that aren't Zelda fans, um, or people that play Zelda a lot, they like the game, um, have found interesting, is that compared to Skyrim, the map of Breath of the Wild is huge. And Skyrim's map is already giant. And we were told this a while back, that, that Breath of the Wild had a map comparable to Skyrim. We didn't think it was um, this big. Um... And so that's one of the things that we, we've seen, uh, is the projected size of the world based on information from uh, demos and maps shown for the game. But we've also been getting smaller tidbits of information, like returning uh, characters, like in the trailer that we saw, the Gorons, uh, Zoras, what can what I can only assume were the Gerudo. And we've also seen like returning enemies, like Choo Choo's and um, Bacoblins, obviously. Uh, but, Nate, let's talk about some of the things that you've since since we did the ZI reacts uh, last Friday, uh, a, f a bit more information has come out since then. So let, let's talk about some of your favorite things that we've learned since then. Uh, just whatever you whatever you really liked so far. Well, <clears throat> I liked a comment that Reggie Fizeme said about the game, um, and obviously he's PRing it up like crazy. Cause like at the end of the end of what I'm about to say, he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna buy it on Switch." He's, he's not buying anything, for starters. Um, you you don't get to where he is in Nintendo and have to pay for things from Nintendo. <laughs> but I mean, the the funny thing is, like, they they mentioned uh, last week during the Nintendo Trio segment, they were like, "Yeah, the like the Master Edition, like staff members can't like." There's no inside track to it. They have to buy it like everybody else. Um, unless you're Reggie. <laughs> yeah, unless you're so the like, president. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not a perk of being part of Nintendo. You don't get an inside track. I mean, they do have a store inside uh, Redmond, but they would have to go to that store, and there's probably be limited quantities. If they had any at that store, maybe they have to fight with normal, normal us normies out here uh, with consumers. <laughs> but, no, uh, one comment he, he said, uh, because he was asked by GameSpot directly, um, because GameSpot essentially said that there wasn't, they didn't notice a lot of differences between the Wii U and the Switch version of the game. And so they asked Reggie, you know, you know, are there any differences? And, you know, we, yeah, we have the official list of differences or whatever, which maybe we'll get mm -hmm. into. Uh, 
But he said that on Switch, the game feels more fluid. Uh, and the reason that it feels more fluid isn't necessarily because of the frame rate. Although, you know, it, it might be better. You could assume it's better. Uh, mm-hmm. As in better, as in less dips compared to the Wii U version. Uh, we don't know that for sure because we haven't seen a new build of the Wii U version in ages. Uh, but what we do know, at least according to Reggie, is that there is apparently less pop in in the game. Uh, which it was kind of apparent if you watched the footage, but again, there's also that rumor out there that it was actually just the Wii U version. It wasn't the the real Switch version. Um, so take that for what you will. All I know is that less pop-in to me excites me immensely because it's the number one thing I hate in mostly open-world games from last generation is that mm-hmm. the draw distances were usually so low on consoles that you would see things pop in all the time. And for people who... There's been some people that said they don't know what pop in even is. Uh, it's essentially things popping in on your screen right in front of you because the game hasn't loaded that asset yet. The, I think the biggest uh, uh, perpetrator of that could be Xenoblade Chronicles X. Yes. Like If you've played that game, um, you'll see... Depending on how fast you're moving through the world, especially if you're in one of the mechs, um, you can see things literally come into being right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's not a, a problem. It just kind of breaks you away from the game. Yeah. Um, and it, 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 it takes you out of the yeah, world it, momentarily. It, it gets rid of the immersion. Um, yeah. And that's something that excites me. The Switch version is better than that. Now, if you go back and you watch the footage, all the direct feed footage, uh, it definitely looks like there's a heck of a lot less pop-in. Um, hardly even noticeable unless you're really, really scrunching to look for it way in the background, which the whole game world is not going to be loaded at once, right? Yeah. It's impossible. But um, the key thing is to load it you know, at a certain distance where you're not going to notice it while you're playing. Um, and people said, uh, at least, I shouldn't say people, just myself, just looking at the footage, the only time I really noticed pop-in uh, which may go credit to Reggie that while you know normal gameplay you're not really going to see it is when they were on the paraglider and they were coming down off of the Great Plateau into what you know the new area with the horses and everything. Um, you could see a little bit of pop in on the paraglider, but again, that's you know I, I guess expected. Um, mm-hmm. You're moving faster. You're moving over a larger amount of land really quickly. Um, but if that's the only time we see Poppin is moving over expanses of land with the paraglider, which obviously the paraglider is a big item in the game, um, I'm okay with that because a majority of my gameplay is not going to be with the paraglider. Um, it's just well, and also like moments. consider it that way. A lot of people were saying, or a lot of people that I've talked to have said, well, there's nothing like that in Skyrim or The Witcher. It's like because you're not flying over a giant, immense world where it's trying to render everything at the same time. Yeah, Skyrim. Um, um, outside of PC on consoles, Skyrim was only really like loading like 20 feet in front of you. Yeah, um, that, I I've never had that problem because yeah. PC, but um, yeah, well the thing like, on PC it really doesn't matter. So, yeah, well everything's gonna run better on, on a yeah, PC. Yeah, it's all dependent on your, on your hardware. Like I've beat yeah. the hardware, so like I can put draw distances pretty much at max in every game, and pop in is yeah. not a thing. And so that's it's kind of an unfair comparison, especially when you compare a PC to any console. Yes. Um, so take this uh, lack of pop-in thing as a step in the right direction. The fact that this the Switch can process this fast enough 
to where you don't see the things being rendered in. Yes. Um, and you can see things in the background and all that fun stuff. Yep. And and I guess that's what excites me the most because there was there was a lot of things you know they talked about like in the uh, and really odd thing is apparently the sound quality is better on the Switch, and they mean like even the fine details like the sound of hooves hitting the ground, um, the sound of the wind. It's like that's a really weird thing to have better on the Switch than the Wii U, um, because it has the same audio output. 5.1 yeah so uh, through hdmi so it's really um interesting that for some reason the switch has better audio files um I, I i'd be really curious for someone to actually ask the dev team why that's the case i don't know if we're ever going to find out um but to me it's the gameplay sections that matter the most to me so having less pop in really affects gameplay having less frame rate drops really affects your experience in the game and not taking you out of it. Um, and obviously the whole, you could take it with you everywhere thing. That's always really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom. I don't have to pause. You can just come with me. <laughs> well, well, maybe depends on, depends on what I'm doing in there. But, <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so a little bit more, I'm gonna, this is going to be a spoiler warning. So I'm saying oh, this boy. right now that if you don't want this to be spoiled, don't don't listen to this part. Skip over it. Um, one of the things that we finally have is backstory for the game. We know a little bit of backstory under what's happened uh, before Breath of the Wild, um, based off of a translation of a tapestry containing the Hylian Chica legend done by Zeltic, um, who publishes findings in a video. So it says, Hylian's past stories of a destined time long past where multiple races lived and worked together in harmony. The Sheikah tribe's blue aura breathed through the land, and this mutual prosperity continued until a cataclysmic disaster occurred. The hero and the princess attempted in vain to seal the terror, which became known as the Calamity Ganon. Divine beasts awoke from four directions and deployed a mechanical army, which made the king and his people fearful. They fractured Ganon's power and sealed him, but the Sheikah were banished from the land ever since. And so, to me, when I'm reading that, that still doesn't say a lot because it's a lot of things that don't seem connected. It's like, it's interesting, um, because it almost contradicts itself, right? At yeah. the beginning, it's like this blue light or whatever that is part of the Sheikah helped with prosperity and balance, and then suddenly, uh, you know, Calamity Ganon was doing his thing, whatever. And at the end of it, after Zelda and Link collectively failed to stop him, the Sheikah were banished. And there's no explanation in there for, like... As to why. Like, the Sheikah were part of the solution, so how do they become part of the problem? Yeah. Um, I'm also... This is probably just wishful thinking, but I'm really curious as to what they say about the Divine Beasts awaking from four directions. Oh, that, um, that's pretty obvious what that means to me. What does that mean to you? So on the tapestry, they have those four things, those four beasts, and we saw mm -hmm. three of them in the trailer. Uh, yeah. The only one we didn't see was the mechanical elephant, um, which you presume comes, you know, it comes from the what southeast corner, somewhere down there. So if you look at the tapestry, um, it kind of has the Calamity Ganon stuff in the middle, which I guess the middle, if you look at the map, the middle basically is where Calamity Ganon is captured, in in, in the whole world map. So 
the four sections in the four corners are going to be probably where the mechanical beasts are from. Um, and through those mechanical beasts, uh, he was able to summon like those mechanical beasts army, which is the guardians. Um, and that's how we, that's what he used to destroy everything. And it seemed, what, what, what seems weird is it, the backstory seems to suggest somehow after Link and Zelda failed, they were able to harness the powers uh, from those four beasts to seal Calamity Ganon. Um, but when we was it when we see was those, it them that sealed it though? Or yeah, was that, it that, I don't know. I don't know Sheikah. what happened. Um, that that's the whole unexplained part of the backstory. Like, yeah, what? Okay, we we know those four beasts had something to do with him being sealed, but yet when we see it in the footage, those four beasts are clearly under his influence because they have the the reddish glow instead of the blue. Um, you know, mm. the, they might even be the dungeons for all we know. And when you're, you know, trying to save them or turn them like, like it would seem to me if their power is what's holding Calamity Ganon in, wouldn't saving them take that power away from those pillars and release him? It almost seems counterintuitive. Yeah. So I, I'm not 100% sure what's going on. And obviously the idea is that Calamity Ganon can't stay sealed forever. I mean, that's that's the big, like, mm-hmm. he can't. The, the, it, you need to defeat him somehow. Um, and that's where, like, the backstory just opens up all these questions. And, you know, you try to look at that backstory. You try to look at the cutscenes in the trailer that clearly are things that happened in the past. Um, and you mm-hmm. try to patch things together. It, it's really interesting just just thinking about how the backstory lead up into this game is the most in-depth backstory lean up there's pretty much ever been in a Zelda game. In a Zelda game, yeah, not obviously of all time. Uh, <laughs> so it, it, it's very interesting. It's very interesting how the game itself actually kind of bases itself a bit around that backstory by Link regaining his memories. Um, mm-hmm. Which again, I feel like we can bring up because you know, spoiler, spoiler, whatever. We're talking about spoilers. Um, you know, there's like 18 memories he can regain, uh, which are videos. So you can replay those cutscenes over and over again as much as you want. Um, you know, we have no idea if we get to travel to that past point. You know, Link, you know, Link has tra- time traveled a billion times in the series. Um, so it's always possible maybe he gets to go back to, to that and see what happened. Or maybe you're just <clears throat> learning what happened. And that's part of the optional part of the game. It's like you, know, you mm-hmm. can learn about the past, but you don't have to. Um so it's just really interesting to me um, that the backstory that we got, it, it kind of gives us what people figured happened. Um, all, all it really tells me is that the Guardians were not there, despite their name, to protect Hyrule. Um, when they came upon Hyrule, they were enemy Guardians. So like they weren't at Hyrule Castle protecting it. They came and attacked. Um, now they might've been originally built as, you know, guardians as protectors. Um, but the backstory that we hear kind of suggests that they were called upon to attack. Um, so I, I guess, uh, you know, the big question mark is what role does Sheikah have in any of this? Like it's pretty yeah. obvious, at least to me, the guardians are Sheikah tech. It looks like it in every form. Mm-hmm. But I well, and obviously they're pushing the Sheikah in this game too. Oh, well, clearly, like, and like even mentioning the Sheikah are banished or have left or whatever the case may be. And like in the trailer, it looks like maybe you're fighting a Sheikah at one point. Um, not really sure. Seems to be wearing an upside down mask of truth. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's not the mask of truth, it's definitely an upside down Sheikah eye symbol on his face. 
Um, so it's like there's something going on with the Sheikah. And it's weird because the only other time we've seen Sheikah so far in the game has been in the shrines. And those were good guys or gals or good ancient spirits or whatever. <clears throat> like, they didn't seem evil. So, like, are there multiple Sheikah tribes going on? Like, are the theories about there being two Sheikah tribes happening a thing? Um, you know, is Calamity Ganon's rise entirely the Sheikah's fault? That's why they're banished. Um, you know, they willfully hand over all this tech to, to Ganon or Calamity Ganon as he became to be known. And, you know, it also brings up, obviously, all the timeline theories in the world. Mm-hmm. Um you know, like some people now think it's on the downfall timeline because a lot of stuff in here, you know, now that we have Zora's confirmed and Goron's confirmed and yada yada, like, oh, maybe, you know, this is, you know, in the Great Deku tree, which, yeah, he was in the Wind Waker too, but the Koroks are there as well. Like, you know, br- bringing the whole, you know, downfall timeline into play because that's when Link lost and maybe this is what happened. And it's always interesting thinking about that. I don't think that's the case because Link was wearing a green tunic, not a blue in Ocarina of Time when you were fighting him. I mean, I guess you could have I mean, wore, wore the Zora tunic, but that's definitely not there, what there's, it is. There's always, like, the idea, well, he failed, like I said on the ZR Reacts, he failed, got hurt, and they put him, because it looks like he's wearing a Sheikah outfit, or some yeah. sort of outfit related to that, as opposed to Hylian, and that he was put there in that, whatever he's in, to recover, which is what I'm thinking. Well, yeah, um, and, and it's interesting because it's, it's like that blue glow, that blue water, um, seemed to be like a healing thing. And mm-hmm. the reason you bring that up now is because in the trailer, the Master Sword was glowing blue around it when it was mm-hmm. damaged. Which means it's possible the Great Deku Tree has been sitting there trying to heal the Master Sword all these years. Because um, it clearly is damaged. Um, yeah. And clearly got damaged in the past, which, you know, that, that that's great. Um, you know, it, it's... <laughs> There's just so much going on in this game. I mean, Zelda's crying. We've never seen that before. Their faces actually show emotion. You know, yeah, a real, like, real emotion. Like, not just Zelda. Link is showing real emotion. He actually cares yeah. about what's going on, which is huge. Like, there's been emotion, you know, like in The Wind Waker, and, you know, even Skyward Sword had some facial expressions. Twilight Princess had but a few faces, weird ones. But like, their faces been don't, facial like, change. Like, they're not, like, naturally flowing. Uh, or transitioning facial mo- expressions. Yeah. That's what I liked about this. I, I mentioned that last time too. Like, I really like how they're emoting and how it looks better yes. in this game. Um, there's one thing they, uh, we learned that there'll be a journal that you keep in the game that shows you your progress and what you've done. Um, and Reminds me of the personally, notebook. yeah, well, personally, I, I hoped that it would have said things like, um, instead of using the word you mm-hmm. to describe what, what you've done, it would be I, and so Link would be the one writing it. Sure. Um, just a small feature that I was kind of hoping for once I saw that, but you know, it, somebody pointed out that that would be too much, putting too much personality in Link, and um, I don't think so. I think that would have been great, because <laughs> it would have given us an insight into what Link is thinking. Yeah, I also don't know um, if it w- I mean, this is clearly a Link that has had a lot happen to him. He obviously has his yep. own personality in this game. Like, that's very yep. obvious. Um, but you know, I don't know it. I'm excited <laughs> about the journal in general. So, um, so cause like you said, we haven't really then, had right? anything like that since the bomber's notebook, which existed to help track side quest. And now we have a notebook that helps track side quest and main quest stuff. Um, 
So I'm excited. <clears throat> so here's the question, Nate. Have you pre-ordered the, the Switch and Zelda yet? Yep. 10 a.m. on the dot when GameStop opened on Friday. Tried to get a Master Sword or a Master Collection or Special Edition, and they were sold out by the time I got to the desk. Oh, jeez, like, that's rough. GameStop's GameStop sold out like that with the Master Master Edition, um, and I was like, okay, well, they still have a few Special Editions left, and I didn't know how many people were gonna get it, and it was sold out by the time I got how, to the what, desk. Where, like, what okay. part in line were you? I was like, I don't know because I don't know how many people came in before me, but I was like 13th in line. Um, but they only had like 39 switches, and I managed to get one, so that's a that's a plus. Yeah, my store had um, there was, I think they said they had 28 switches, and it was confusing because, as everyone knows, uh, GameStop had switches for both both color versions, mm-hmm. and like right before store opening, a glitch happened in their system, and they couldn't take pre-orders for like the neon blue and red. Um, mm-hmm. so like even the employees were confused, like it still says we have 28 orders, but you know, like are some people going to end up getting the neon blue and red? Cause that's what some of it is. Um, yeah. so there's a lot of confusion there. Um, GameStop has been canceling some orders. It sounds like they're all online orders. They canceled. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it, they had like 28 switches at mine. They had, uh, and they had, I believe it was 12 special editions. Zero master editions. Um, yeah, those sold out online the night that they went yes, live. They did. Uh, Which, I don't think you could have gotten. What, what frustrates them. me about that isn't that they sold out online. It's that I didn't even bother to try to get one because I assumed I could get it in store. Which well, here's. I mean, I mean, maybe like, that's my fault. Maybe I should have assumed I could get that in the store. Um, but all the other special editions I've always gotten in store because it's less of a hassle because. Now that there's two game stops kind of in my area, like one is like 10 minutes away, the other one's 20 minutes away. Well, the one that's 10 minutes away, um, there's not, you know, it, it's in a smaller town. So I usually don't have to worry about big lines. Like, I was still there early. I was going to make sure I yeah. was going to get my order in. Like, I made sure I was within like the first four people through the door. Um, and that's fine and everything. But it, it's just, it upset me that I'm like, really? No Master Edition? Like, that's something that should have been announced that you were doing online only for that. Because it wasn't well, here's, announced. Here's my kind of complaint with that is the way Nintendo handled it because they're the kings of artificial demand. Um, and while it's, you know, it's a limited edition, I can kind of understand that. Um, you'd think that they would have like X amount of master editions and then the special edition would be like um, the deluxe edition sure. that you could just like everybody could buy. Kind of like... Um, you know, they did with Dishonored 2 or, you know, Skyrim or any of these other games where you can get, like, the, the, the big bundle with a bunch of different stuff in it. Um, that's what I was kind of hoping for, is to at least get the special edition because I really want that CD. Um, I don't really care about anything else <laughs> except for the CD in the game. Um, but they also said that my Nintendo is going to be putting up uh, the individual rewards on there, um, which would be the first good thing that my Nintendo had since the Twilight Princess Procross. Um, don't get me started on... How my Nintendo's doing because that's that's yeah, another story I for another much time. I pretty think it's on hiatus till Switch. <laughs> yeah, so kind of talking about the Switch, then we learned a lot about it, a lot more about it at this event. Obviously, that's what the event was about. Sure. Um, so I'm gonna kind of run down a bit of what we, uh, what we got and what we understand. 
So we learned what's going to be bundled in with the Switch at release, and that's going to be $300. Um, so you're going to have the basic grip um, with the two Joy-Con controllers, the right and the left one, the dock, the charger for the dock, um, this uh, the actual console, the tablet itself, um, and I think that's it. I think that's all I can... Am I missing anything there? Uh, so you said... Charging cable, dock, Joy-Cons, console, uh, and the grip. grip. Trying to think. Uh, I think. Oh, HDMI cable. Yeah, HDMI cable. So that's that's what you get with the box. Um, apparently, like uh, Reggie came out and said the reason why there's no game bundled with the Switch is because they wanted to keep it under $300. Um, and you might be asking yourself, why is it so much money? Well, the Joy-Cons themselves are very, very expensive. Uh, they are going for seventy dollars together, or I think forty dollars separate. But I don't know why you want to buy seventy nine ninety nine together, forty nine yeah. ninety nine separate. Which is weird that you'd want to buy two, uh, an individual one, unless something happened yeah, to one of them. That's the only reason uh, I think it exists. Like if one if one breaks, well. <clears throat> but it's still an insane price, um, and the pro pro controller is also eighty dollars. Seventy. Um, Seventy dollars. I thought it was seventy or eight. Oh, the Joy Cons okay. are eighty. Joy Cons are eighty. Pro controller seventy. Well, um, what gets me isn't those per se. Like they, once everything was explained to me, like what's in the Joy Con controllers, um, HD Rumble. Laugh about it all you want. Um, I was definitely laughing about it. Like who cares? No way. It's really as good as they say it is. Well. After watching, this is one thing I've been able to do since then and kind of did today and yesterday, was look at um, some media members that I trust, like the people at Easy Allies um, or at Kind of Funny Games, and listen to them talk about HD Rumble because they got to experience it. Um, mm -hmm. And it works exactly like Nintendo said it does. You can, like, feel, like, it's mostly a one-two switch. They got to, they got to demo it. But like like when they were doing the milk game in that, they could feel the milk like coming out of the udders, um, and it's like a weird sensation you can't really explain unless you've milked cows before. Um, mm -hmm. You know they have a marble game in there like you could feel marbles in this thing like you got to guess how many marbles there are. It's like it's just it's a really cool tech that it just no one's ever thought about taking like rumble controls yep. in this direction before. Um, well, and it's we we remember uh, if if you guys remember a long time ago, about maybe two years ago, they filled a patent for this mm -hmm. um, with a specific haptic feedback um, that was like this. They also uh, another thing that's in the controller that can make it as expensive is the IR sensors in it. Yep. Um, that track you know where your hand is. They showed off that you could throw a baseball or catch something um, using the controller. You can do rock paper scissors. Yeah, rock paper scissors. Like, it, it like maps it's not everything. just like an IR pointer like the Wii was. Like it's a full like IR camera sensor. It's, yeah, it's an IR motion camera, um, and that's you know again probably expensive considering those bars for the sensors for the the Wii were probably about thirty bucks. Um, this is a way more advanced version of that. Yes. So I, I mean it makes sense that they're plus, so expensive. Plus it's standard just, gyro functionality. Yeah. Um, it just know, it's lot, upsetting it, it, that they're that they, much. They, they do everything the Wii Motes didn't do it better. Um, in mm -hmm. addition, so it's kind of like they got full motion controls, and according to at least hands-on people, these controls are <clears> severely <throat> better than what the Wii, even with Motion Plus, could do. Um, most feel it's better than what Move does, and it might even be better than what the Vive and 
Oculus Rift well, for their motion. It's because Nintendo's been working on this a long, I, so like, like, a long time. Once I heard all of this, it's like, okay, I get it. Like, it has to be expensive. I don't. They're so small, but they got so much tech crammed yeah. into those things. Um, it just sucks because if you want extra ones, you're gonna have to yeah. shell out a lot of money. Yeah, that's the kind of the pitfall of it is so much tech in there so you want extra ones that are expensive but it also means it's also a big expensive part of the bundle but see i can almost forgive the joycon controllers because reality is there's a lot of even like extra xbox 360 control or i'm sorry xbox one controllers or playstation 4 controllers that are 70 dollars there's yeah. the uh xbox one uh the their uh elite controller that's 150 dollars so like Controller prices don't bother me so much in terms of the base controls with that come with the system, um, especially since for a lot of games, you already have two controllers technically. Whether or not you think they're good, it is what it is. Um, what gets me is the price of the dock for what is essentially Separate? an HDMI pass-through. <clears throat> it powers the thing and does HDMI pass-through to TV. That's basically it. There's nothing in that dock. But it's ninety mm-hmm. bucks for a piece of plastic with a little board in there that's an HDMI pass through. HDMI pass throughs are like five bucks on Amazon. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is like a, a price point they're trying to make standard for the dock because there's a rumor of like a, a new dock that might be coming out like a year or two from now. Four K. That does four K. It does a supplemental mm-hmm. computing device thing. Whether or not that's true or not, I have no idea. <laughs> But if it is, it might just be that they want to make this dock ninety bucks now, so they could down the price of it over time and have it down eventually be like thirty bucks in like two years. But then they could release the new dock at ninety, which needs to be at ninety because of the tech in it. Um, but even so then, it's that, just then... weird because people would understand like, well, yeah, because you're adding an extra GPU to the equation. Of course, it's going to be expensive. Um, so I, that's the only peripheral that I don't get. Like the. I can understand the Pro Controller being 70 It's $10 more than the Wii U Pro Controller, but it also has gyro sensors and supposedly HD rumble. Um, so, like, I get it. It has more Keep in mind in also than the Wii U Pro Controller, so it being $10 more doesn't surprise me. Just the, the grip for oh. the extra grip, um, the, the base grip that comes with the Switch that doesn't me. have a charging function. Yes. Um, you can't charge the two controllers, the two Joy-Cons, um, with the regular grip, you have to buy another peripheral which charges it. Um, again, I assume that this is to keep prices down. It's but a, well, yeah, that's what it was. It was to keep like I'm assuming their profit margins, if there are any on this console, are slim, like yeah, razor thin. They're not. They said they weren't going to sell it at a loss. They're clearly not selling it at a loss. Doesn't mean they're selling it at a profit. Um, it could be literally Yet. break even. Like it sounds like they that 299 price point that was that was a sticking point internally. That they wanted to hit, and they did everything they could to make sure they hit it without losing money. Um, mm-hmm. And they didn't want to necessarily gimp on the hardware. They've probably had their hardware specs picked out for a while, what they wanted to be. They knew they, what they wanted to do with the Joy-Con, so they knew that was going to be expensive tech. Um, but they also knew they couldn't really release the system without having the dock, because that why are you calling it a Switch if it it's just a handheld system when you release it. Uh-huh. Um, so you got to throw the dock in there, which I, that you know, which which baffles me. Like I that that's the thing that gets me is I kind of get why the grip is not the more expensive version. It's the two dollar piece of plastic version. Um, I get it because it cut back on cost. What I don't understand is that dock. Why is it ninety dollars? Mm-hmm. 
And, and I, I've been watching all these interviews with Reggie, and I'm like, well, I'm waiting for someone to come straight up and be like, look, I understand why this is expensive. Why this? Why is the dock expensive? What is? There's no tech in the dock, so why is it expensive? Hmm. Why is it more expensive than the Joy-Con controllers that have all this tech in it? Um, yeah. They also have an NFC uh, point in them. For I forgot to mention that. Yes, as well. yes, and yeah, um, over the right stick, which basically yeah. feels like they ran out of space to put it, so they just threw it, they just threw it behind. <laughs> just put it under here. Like whatever, it'll read um, it. It'll work. You can still use your Amiibo. Have a good day. Um, so, um, some information about storage then. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, the the base storage will offer 32 gigabytes built in. Um, which some of it will be taken up by the operating system, so I wouldn't expect a full 32 gigabyte hard drive. Um, it can be expended with SDXC cards up to two terabytes, which aren't actually out yet and won't be out by the time the Switch comes out. So you'll still have to wait a little bit of time before you can get that two terabyte SDXC fun, card. Fun fact: the one terabyte one's not even out yet. It's only been announced, yeah. and the rumored launch price is a thousand dollars. Yeah. So good luck with that. Um, <laughs> if you if you wanted to uh, try to get that in, yeah, I think uh, the idea is space. that you can purchase like uh, like a two fifty six or a five twelve one or even a one twenty eight right now for cheaper. And then because well, the only thing that's nice about these cards is that the prices sink on them fast. So mm-hmm. they're thinking, oh, three four years from now, if you really need the two terabytes, well, you'd be able to afford it by then. Mm-hmm. Um, that's I, I think that's their thinking behind it. It's still weird that you can't attach. Like we talked about this a long time ago, that you can't actually attach a an external hard drive to the dock um, to save games onto. But that's you know. Yeah, that's someone actually asked now. Reggie about the uh, attaching a, an external hard drive, and he said we have nothing to announce at this time. Yeah. Uh, so he didn't outright say they're never gonna do it. Um, just like Nintendo's not outright saying they're never gonna have multimedia functions. It's just not mm-hmm. there at launch. Which again is another weird feature. Um, you mean lack I don't of understand feature? why they don't. <laughs> yeah, weird lack of feature. I don't understand why like, they wouldn't yeah. have that one. The... No Netflix at launch is really weird. Like that's the one. Like, um, and like if you don't have your other multimedia things ready yet, like the apps aren't ready. Fine, but no Netflix. Well, and, well, and it's, it's weird because <laughs> yeah, the 3DS, <laughs> the 3DS has Netflix. That crappy screen, I can watch Netflix at it. But I got this nice 720p screen, and I can't do like I don't. It, it it doesn't make sense. Heck, I don't know why they don't have that. But... Can, my phone doesn't even have that. Ugh. Anyways. Frustrates me that they're so not then, doing it. More, probably more than the shit. Cause I'm buying this for video game reasons. Um, yeah. But still, you know, it it would have been nice if they would have had that Netflix at the beginning. And I personally think they're not having announced it yet. Um, but I think it's because they're purposely holding back multimedia functionality to hide behind their paywall for online. And they're going to end up launching yeah. all the multimedia functions oh, you behind the paywall that. at the end of the year. Um, so let's <sighs> talk about that, too. Oh, great. Um, Getting all the negatives out of the way here. <laughs> well, then I'm going to hit the game, so we'll be happy. Maybe. Um, kind of. <clears throat> so they announced at this event that they would have a uh, an online service. And this is the weirdest freaking thing I've ever heard in my entire life when it came to gaming. Okay, so let's talk about this. So... As everyone else is doing right now, it's going to be a paid service. I think they said five bucks a month or something like that. And initially at Probably the conference, dollars a month. But yeah, okay, fifteen bucks a month. So initially at the conference, what they said was that they would give, or like I think it was a little bit after, was that you'd get a free NES or SNES game every month um, for for having 
the uh, the service for paying 15 bucks a month. Well, then with a little bit later they added said multiplayer features by the way. But then later they said, "Oh, well, that's actually not 100% true. This is more of a game demo and after the month is over, you can decide whether or not you want to buy the game at full price." Um, which is ridiculous to me because you have stuff like PlayStation uh network uh ps plus you get free games for every month um xbox live gold you get free like full size games every month i think last month or two months ago it was the entire handsome jack collection um and then outlast those are pretty big games yeah um one of those is at least 60 dollars you can get for free uh well, and i don't understand i mean it wasn't not, $60 not free at the time, but yeah no i know but like it's it's a it's a full game it's a it's, it's a triple a game yeah, it's a triple-A game that you can get essentially for free if you have the membership. Sure. Um, and I think it's really weird, and it's 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 a smart business move, but it's really it? unfair to the consumer. Well, I mean, if people, if they're, like you said, they're updating some features on there, so they have multiplayer features. Um, if we're talking about, like, Super Nintendo Mario Kart, um, and everybody wants to play that with their friends, then... They're going to be like, oh, well, I'd like to buy this game. So I played the demo for a month. I wouldn't mind having it, um, which is what I think they're thinking is. I think that they're like, oh, well, people are going to want to play these games after they, they downloaded the demo for it. Sure. Um, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think that that plan is going to fail. I, I, I think <clears throat> Nintendo's in a bad spot here. We haven't even gotten to the worst part of the part of the online stuff. No, I know. Like I'm, the game, I'm getting there. The game, the game aspect is baffling because as you just mentioned other services are offering full triple a games nintendo's talking about offering retro games that already cost under five dollars in most cases on their virtual console eShop. so yes they're adding online functionality so you know how much more does that make the game worth if you throw a few bucks under the price okay so they're offering like an eight dollar game for free temporarily for a month and then you have to pay probably eight dollars to keep playing it um this is in addition to the price you're already paying. So basically, you're not getting anything for free. You're getting mm -hmm. an... I'm not even going to say a demo, per se, because I assume you're getting the full game for that month. But yeah. I will call it more like what EA Access does. Um, you pay huh. $5 a month to EA Access, and you get early entry to all of their games three days before release, and it's the full game, not a demo. Um, they do end up limiting you by time. Uh, Nintendo's limitation is by time as well, but their time is in days, so it's however many days, um, and then you know, then you don't have it anymore. So, and, and EA Access will then charge you, you know, for the game. But the difference with EA Access <coughs> is they have the vault, so you get to play these games early, the full versions of the games. That's great, but that's not why you got EA Access. You got it because the vault right now you can get Madden 17. In the vault, and that is their current edition of Madden. So you pay $5 a month, and now you have the entire game of Madden. Plus FIFA. Plus Dragon Age Inquisition. Plus all these plus other Star games. Star Wars Battlefront. Plus yeah, Unravel. Like all these old games that are, people are still playing, you can get now for only $5 a month through a subscription service. And you know that that subscription service is going to keep getting new games because EA keeps releasing new games. Um so it's one of those things where there's a value proposition there, and that's at the five dollar level. Now you get into like Xbox at like ten dollars a month or fifteen if it's if you go month by month, um, and PlayStation Network. They're offering you full games that as long as you are subscribed, you get to play those games forever. 
um, as long as the service mm-hmm. is obviously active on my console. So Nintendo's telling you, we're not even offering you that. We're not giving you a vault of games you can play. We're not giving you a game that you get to keep as long as you're subscribed. We're giving you a chance to try out a game so you can spend more money. Honest, uh, it, through a program where you're already spending money just to get the right to spend more money. Yep. It doesn't make any sense. Um, and, of it, course, it, people you know, are going to get subscribed because Nintendo is going to is doing what everyone else does. Because, honestly, the whole reason that these, these uh, subscription services like Xbox Live and PlayStation Network thrive isn't because they give you free games. It's because they force you to have to have them to play multiplayer games. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously Nintendo is doing that same thing. So like, I'm going to have a subscription because I want to play Mario Kart online. I want to yep. play smash bros online. I want to play, you know, Splatoon two online. Like, so I'm, I'm going to want the subscription to play these games online. Um, but now it, it's, it's like, okay, so I'm going to have to pay. And if it's going to be, you know, 10 bucks, let's say it's, it's, it's $10. Okay. So I'm paying to access your online games what else are you doing to make this a value to me when a lot of online games I can just go to my PC and play for free? So where's my value yeah. proposition that I don't get on PC? And the, your proposition is what? A game I don't get to play after a month? It, it's Nintendo is out of touch with online gaming. And it's weird because they have this massive catalog of games, right? All they have to mm-hmm. say is you get like two you know, one NES game, one SNES game for free every month, and you get to keep it forever. And that would, you know, that's still not a full AAA game, but I think Nintendo fans would be okay with that as long as they're not giving you really, really crappy games. Um, but Nintendo's not even doing that, and that's like the bare minimum, giving away a, a ROM that costs Nintendo nothing. I'm still trying to find the pricing for it, and I don't think they've announced the pricing for it Yeah, like, it get rid of the online features and just give us a ROM that costs nothing for free forever, and that would make people more happy than what they're doing. I meant the, the paying for online. Yeah. Um, they haven't no, they haven't released pricing. They, they said they're going to talk more about it later, which means they're not going to say anything about it until, like, E3 or something. Um, so, here's the most frustrating oh, part. No. This is probably the most stupid part of of the switch it seems like for every one step forward nintendo took with this thing they took two steps back especially when it came to their online um i wrote it maybe i wrote it at nintendo prime so maybe so nintendo has announced that you will no longer have friend codes you will have friends lists you'll probably link to your uh, nintendo yeah everything's account based it'll be probably with your my nintendo um, and then yeah. you have you can do online matchmaking, you can do voice chat, uh, but and here's the most ridiculous part about this is that you have to do it all through a phone app. Um, man, okay, that's not as stupid when I said it. So what it's gonna happen is you'll have a Nintendo Switch companion app on your phone. Uh, I'm assuming it's gonna be on iOS and Android. Yep. Um, hopefully at the same time. We're hoping. Um, and what you do, I still don't 100% know how this is going to work, uh, but you're going to go into a lobby on your phone, um, and you're going to set up, you can set up a server, you can set up a lobby with it, and invite friends or find matchmaking online and connect to it um, through your phone instead of on the 
console like a normal video game console and then if you want to voice chat you're going to have to do it through your phone instead of like a headset into the console like a normal console um, and so basically any interaction you want to have with other people online is going to have to go through your phone um, if this sounds ridiculous to you you're not the only one because this is this is ridiculous. I don't think anybody's really happy about this. I don't think anybody's thinking, man, that was a great move for them. Um, like it's Nintendo been, being Nintendo. As we we've as, talked about, Reggie even said every time he's been asked about it, like right, you know, we see what the competitors are doing, and we're gonna do that, but we're gonna do it in our own way. And it's like, I just your own way is fine if it offers an improvement, and. Mm-hmm. The way Reggie worded it is so out of touch with why people want these features. The moment he said, you're not going to want to take out a bulky headset, right? What are you even talking about, dude? (laughs) That's exactly what people want to do. The people that care about online voice chat care about bulky headsets because they want the immersion of the game and clarity of the voice chat to be one in the same. There are people that literally wear headsets while they game just so they can hear the game better. Like, well, like the headset I'm currently wearing right now that I'm using yeah. as, as a, a microphone, maybe an $80 headset, but I use it whenever I'm playing Overwatch online with friends. Um, whenever I play team fortress Two, play any online game with friends um, that I want to hear what's going on in the game. And still be able to hear them clearly. Uh, I, I want to be able to have that option. Yeah. I'm sure sometimes, you know, if, if we're lazy, we'll just get on Skype and we'll call each other. Um, but I, I don't, I don't understand Nintendo's approach to this. Well, um, it's, like, like, we... it's like, look, one, <clears throat> reality is not everybody has a smartphone. I know a lot, yeah, I know a lot of people the other do. thing, too. A lot of people do, but not everyone. And not everyone wants to use their smartphone to, uh, to be a chat server basically and it's really weird because the the idea is that nintendo wants to give you a way to voice chat um on the go so they're like if you're hot spotting somewhere you can do your voice chat well you know the hot spotting the console because the console only has wi-fi um so you're hot spotting the console and you want to do voice chat and you're on the go well you could do it through your phone and everything's all hunky-dory and it's like I think that's cool to have as an option. Like, if someone as, does as an, not have an a addition to, and they happen to be on the go, but they do have their phone, okay, maybe have that as an option to use your phone. That would be like, okay, well, give us traditional, but then give us this option because no one else has that option. Well, it's it's more of a. I would be okay with it if it was in addition yeah, to that's what I'm saying. Like, a like regular to, like, service. Like I, I like okay having an app where I can go online. I'm I'm out of the house. I can you know set up you know play you know play dates with my friends. Um, well, even even uh, Xbox and PlayStation have apps that yeah, you can like, you can add people on. Steam has the same thing, but those aren't your primary sources for yeah, connecting yeah. with people. Uh, like I'm um, I'm okay with phone with with there being an app that makes it so you can use your phone in voice chat. That doesn't mm-hmm. bother me. It's that that's what I have to do because here's what happens, and and this is something that I can't believe no one's asked Reggie this yet because this is something they need to get out in front of right now is. How can I put in headphones to voice chat and yet hear my game audio at the same time? Yeah. 
that has not been addressed. And I know people, well, just put voice chat in one ear and just take your headphone out the other. So I have to make my either make my voice chat experience worse or my game listening experience worse. That does not sound intuitive. That does not sound like what anybody wants to do. Um, Nintendo needs to answer this. Now, does when you do your app, does the audio end up streaming through your app? To your headset, is there a lag in that? So now the audio isn't working as well on my TV. It, you know, it's off. Um, you know, how does that work? You know, do, do you really? Am I really going to look at my phone and be like, "Well, I have three kids. Let me turn off all possible notifications so I don't get any interruptions on my phone." And then I game for three hours and find out later my kids died because my phone had to be used for voice chat. I couldn't check it for anything else. Um, yeah, I, I don't understand. Like you, you said, this is Nintendo. They're doing what Nintendo does and trying to innovate where innovation does isn't needed. Um, and, and here's the thing: <clears throat> like there are headsets releasing for um, for Nintendo Switch, like bulky headsets that are officially licensed that Nintendo says we don't need. And those headsets are going to be things we plug into our phones. Like what? I don't understand that approach. Um, I don't think anyone does. Uh, Nintendo hasn't really given us a lot of information about how the app works, what we're, we're going to well, be expecting from the app. the app in the summer with partial functionality, yeah. whatever that is. So how how are you going to set up... I don't think any... Like here's, here's the thing, too, then. Um, there aren't any online games coming out for the Switch at launch. Uh, just kind of getting that out of the way. You're, you're not, you're not going to find anything online until about April. Uh, that's when you're you'll start seeing games with online functionality. Yeah, Mario and Kart. Then... <clears throat> I'm trying. Yeah, Mario I'm, Kart I'm actually Arms thinking Splatoon. of the launch line. Yeah, even thinking of the smaller games. I don't think any of those are online. Uh, no. Um, so here's here's my my gripe with this. Uh, if you can't tell already, we don't really like this idea. Um, that's terrible. The, f- the the fact that you have to use that go is through the only an app. Way to do it. And I know if I'm, are and, you sure? Yes, Reggie has confirmed several times. This is how you do voice chat. Period. If if Nintendo was smart, they'd follow in what Xbox did when they unveiled. I, I don't think this is going to happen, but if they uh, unveiled, uh, like did what uh, they did when they said that this is a DRM console, always have to have it online. You can't share games. And then they heard the fan feedback and were like, okay, well we're re- gonna correct all this and go back on it and so you'll get the console that you're 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 hoping for um the thing is i don't think nintendo will do that because of how far this game is into or the console is into development how it's about ready to be shipped out um what what would behoove them is a month a first month patch like a heavy first month month patch that has all of this stuff that's on the app in the console um the problem is is they'd have to update every single game with that then too uh, every single game would have to work that way because right now every single game that's going to be online is going to run through the phone um, and that's how you're going to have to connect with people um i i there's there, i don't have anything positive yeah, to say in, about this this isn't smart it, it's not it, it's just a good it's idea bad all around um just bad like even I mean, some of the oh, sorry, some of the systems let you voice chat with your friends without even paying any money. Um, yeah. Maybe they don't like do full group things, but like I can, you know, my Xbox Live expired. Well, I can still go hit up my guy on Xbox One, and like, not only can I message him, I can voice chat one on one with him. Um, yeah. While playing a game. Uh, while playing a game, yes, that's the big thing. So, it's almost like Nintendo. 
The only, the only, the only logical explanation I can have for this is Careful. when you do voice chat over your uh, system, is that it's going to use system resources, right? Yes, everything will be yeah. managed by an online server, but you still got to have the functionality within the operating <coughs> system. It's still going to use up some resources. And the idea by doing it on the phone is that it takes all the resources away from the Switch and lets, them, lets the Switch focus on just games. You know, it won't have multimedia function at the launch. It won't have voice chat. It's not going to have anything. You can't l- do anything with the system but play games, um, which is a wholly positive thing for game developers um, because, you know, because they can, you know, do whatever they want. Obviously, game developers have multiplayer games that want to use voice chat. Um, I don't know how they're going to work or how <coughs> Nintendo makes that work for them. But uh, yeah, I don't know, because then they'd have to develop a, a tie-in for the app. Well, think about uh, it. Like, I know you know it's a bad example because a lot of people don't like the voice chat in the game because of the type of people that play it. But even in Call of Duty, right? When you get into that lobby before the game, you could talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. How is that going to work through a phone when I got to set it up with groups and everything? How are third parties that want to include native voice chat defaults in the game going to be able to do that? It, it this just speaks to Nintendo still being out of touch with uh, online services, um, and like I we mentioned earlier with the my Nintendo being a mess right now, um, they they don't really know how to handle their online. They never have. Yeah, here's another um, example. As much as um, you know, it, it might not have been as big a success as possible. There will not be Miiverse anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, that's the perfect feature that if you improve upon it. You could throw that behind the paywall, and that would be something of value. Um, yeah, you know, a, a network, a network of Nintendo gamers uh, that are doing some social sharing that is exclusive to people who pay. Um, and the nice thing about the exclusivity of it being a paid service is, you would assume by it being a paid service that it would get regular improvements over some of the issues it has today. Because um, Meverse mm-hmm. was okay; it's not terrible. Um, you had developer updates. You had um, like, uh, not codes, and, and I get yeah, the idea is probably like, oh, we give up. Everyone's still using Facebook and Twitter. Sure, and Meverse. <laughs> yeah. Um, so because like Meverse had things you couldn't <clears throat> do on the other ones, like natively being able to draw and use use your mm-hmm. stamps that you achieve in games. And um, the weird thing is that they keep saying they're supporting the 3DS, and today they just announced a brand new 3DS game, um, a pretty mm-hmm. big 3DS game. So it's like two. Yeah, well, two, technically. Um, But but it's like, okay, so maybe they're serious. Maybe they are going to keep the 3DS going for two or three more years. And if that's the case, 3DS is Miiverse. So -hmm. now, you know, you have this archaic system that isn't supporting Nintendo accounts very well. Like, you can link your Nintendo Network ID, but it's not really a true Nintendo account. Um, yeah. So you have working on your old system, having Miiverse, supporting all that. Well, you have this new system that's not doing any of that stuff, is more expensive, um, and is, is having your console quality games. It just, you know, and part of this, you know, Nintendo can't help. The reality is the 3DS has been selling really, really well the last six months, um, primarily mm-hmm. because of Pokemon Go and Pokemon Sun- pretty much Pokemon in general yeah. is why it's seen an uptick. And I think Nintendo knows that. And I think the goal is like, well, okay, well, if we release this Fire Emblem mobile game, that's going to make more people buy the 3DS game. And that, it's entirely possible that does happen. Um, 
So now Nintendo sees a way that they can tie their 3DS and, and mobile phones together. So they're gonna, now they want to keep the 3DS going. Um, and I get that. It, it's fine. But how are you going to say that the 3DS has some features on it that are better than the Switch? Because <coughs> like Miiverse, it's free. Online play yeah. is free. But it's not on Switch. I can go play Mario Kart 7 online on my 3DS for free while I have to pay to play Mario Kart 8 online for free. And I got to well, pay can more go for Mario play... Kart 8. Like, you can go play Mario Kart 8 on the Wii, on on the Wii, Wii U, U for, for free, free, too. Which, which, you can play Splatoon for free. Yeah, which, you know, you it... would assume, at least I assume, by the time they launch this, they're going to cut off Splatoon and Mario Kart 8 online play mm-hmm. on the Wii U. I just have a feeling... It's just going to get homebrewed and put servers the, back they're up. They're going to just take get. the servers down, and they're going to be like, look, you want to keep playing? You need to go buy a Switch. Um, Here's the, the thing that I, you know a lot of uh, the other subscription services have, um, like we talked about, that they have like incentives for you to get them. Sure. Um, they have good online. The, it seems more like Nintendo's holding the online hostage, and you have to pay to get it back, um, which is what... A lot of them felt like at first. A lot of subscriptions felt like at first um, for PSN, for Xbox. Uh, but back then, back in the day, back before PS4 and Xbox, when you paid for those, you were paying for additional features. You weren't paying for the internet usage. Um, and then once they, you know, for whatever reason, they added the internet usage to being part of the um, plus or the gold membership, you still got those extra features with it, but now you, you had to have it to sure. go online. Right now, it just feels like Nintendo's like, well, you want to use the online, you got to pay money for it. Yeah, um, well, there's no other reason. about it to me <clears throat> is that Nintendo has a bad track record with online. Um, oh, yeah. I don't just mean being late to the party. I don't just mean the universal account garbage. That should have existed at Wii U launch and 3DS launch, to be frank. Um, you know, I understand why it wasn't there at Wii. Who cared? They didn't care about online back then. It is what it is. Um, but, but we had Wii Connect know, it, 24. It's not just that they did not yeah, Wii Connect 24. It's not just that they didn't have universal accounts and all this other stuff they messed up. It's that their online wasn't good. Servers mm-hmm. were laggy as heck with Super Smash Brothers. Servers are still laggy with Mario Kart 8. And Splatoon, you get lots of dropouts, and and you're gonna have that because some of that's dependent on individual users' internet. Um, but mm-hmm. it seemed even more prevalent on Nintendo's console than the other two. And you know, some of that you could say, well, they have paid services, so they could do better upkeep, get more servers, which is something Reggie said. You know, now that we charge, we can have more servers. Yeah, like I get that, but you need to prove that before you charge, and that's your own fault. Yeah. Xbox didn't prove it before they charged. But Xbox is a multi-billion-dollar computer networking company. That's what they do. Yeah. So it's like, of like, course, their network works because if it did, and, they and, wouldn't be Microsoft. Um, well, and we knew from from previous that like the Xbox uh, Xbox 360 had good online. Yeah. Um, the PlayStation 3 uh, had good online, it, so there was no Xbox reason. Had good online. Frankly. It, well, it there was did. no reason to doubt. There was no that reason to think once Microsoft you moved over. PlayStation was like Nintendo. Okay, their online didn't cost money, but they mm-hmm. proved their online servers and everything were stable before they started charging money yep. in the first place. Like you well, didn't, they, you, you, they on didn't the PS3 like, oh, it was we're going to start charging money for PSN, um, 
but you know you need to worry you know we we put concerns in your minds that you our our servers can't even handle our games like mm-hmm. that wasn't a concern with Sony Nintendo has that as a concern and i think that's why they have that what 14 day free trial thing or whatever oh, God. um but there's it's it's a it's a problem because here's here's the problem they're going to run into um, in those first few days where everybody gets that free trial, everybody's going to be online trying to get it to work. And so the servers aren't going to handle it. Yep. Um, I, I, I know for a fact that Nintendo servers are going to be overloaded. They haven't, they, they never prepare well for stuff like this or for uh, and, and, an influx well, and, see, of members. This is, the, this is the general problem <laughs> with them charging at all. Until Nintendo proves they can handle online correctly, you can't charge. You cannot charge people mm-hmm. for an inferior experience to what they get everywhere else. You just cannot do it. And that's exactly what they're trying to do. And they're trying to say, we are worth it because we are Nintendo. And yeah, those other services, you might get full AAA games, but you don't get to play Mario Kart 8 online. You don't get to play Splatoon online. They're, they don't have those games. And that's great. You have fantastic multiplayer games. But the online experience has always been one of the worst things about those games. Yeah. Um, Splatoon might be the exception. Uh, Splatoon was like that that was that was probably the one game that had, for the most part, for me, stable well, it was okay. internet. And, and you know, in the, and it's odd saying that because it was it was almost a surprise success story for Nintendo. So mm-hmm. like, that was a game that, that caught them off guard, but somehow they handled online well for that. Smash Bros should not have caught them off guard, and it does mm-hmm. every time. Um, Smart Kart Eight shouldn't catch them off guard, yet it did. Um, like, well, it's it's weird when Nintendo, when people Nintendo don't needs plan a good year or two of free online with Switch to prove they know what the hell they're doing. They can't yep. just tell us they know what they're doing and then <laughs> unveil features that tell us you have no clue what you're doing. They haven't earned consumer trust exactly. in, in the online section yet, and I want um, them. I, I that... want them. I I would gladly <coughs> pay for a subscription service if I knew that Nintendo knew what they were doing. The fact that they're not offering you any games for free period there is no such thing as a free mm-hmm. game um you know we are they're really they're gonna have discounts on games there is a potential maybe they're really heavy discounts maybe you end up getting 60 percent off brand new games um yeah, that would be really enticing if that was true uh it kind of but like even this is this is kind of ties into my problem with my nintendo um is that the biggest thing that my nintendo has is like a 30 percent discount on yeah. certain games um and that's that's you know Yes, that's that's awful. So you're saying that, you know, these these small things, like every purchase I make online on through your eShop, all I can do is get a discount on another game. Um, and right now, that's that's still it still drives me insane that the only way that you can get games registered through there is is using is buying them online. Um, yeah. Again, I, I yeah. Can't, that's what I'm saying. I, like, I can't. Their my Nintendo <laughs> service isn't that great. It has the potential. Like, they have an okay setup in some cases with my Nintendo. Like, there are some good ideas in there. My goodness, Club Nintendo was better than my it, well, Nintendo. It, well, okay, Club Nintendo had physical rewards. I don't think it's fair to compare. Club I know, Nintendo but uh, I mean... started off with, like, dude, you can get this amazing, exclusive, temporary merchandise just by buying it. Well, but that's the, that's the thing, um, is that you had those incentives, and you yeah. had reasons to, to, to buy these sure. games... Um, beyond what, that, like what sucks I remember, about, what sucks about when Club Nintendo transitioned to digital, and then obviously my Nintendo is pretty much all digital, literally. Um, yeah, it's that you know no one else was doing what Club Nintendo was doing, right? 
They weren't giving away merchandise for just buying games and doing surveys. Like that wasn't. They've been doing that for years. That that wasn't a thing. But Nintendo was. So like Club Nintendo when it launched, or for like the first five years, it was something nobody else had, and that could be something that like, if you're gonna do a paid online service, you could have something like a Club Nintendo exclusive to it, where you get literal merchandise for buying games Mm -hmm. if you are a subscription. Like if you purchase a game physical or um, otherwise, that's brand new. So, you know, obviously if it's a used copy, it's already been registered. It is what it is. But you get a new physical copy or a new digital copy, and you buy it while you are currently subscribed, you get points that you could use and mm-hmm. to get physical merchandise. Um, and, and that's what Club and Nintendo was. Like- <clears throat> and, I, you know, they're obviously not doing that, which it, it, the whole basis here is that the reason, we, I, the reason I think Club Nintendo is even worth talking about because nobody else did what Club Nintendo does, so you can say, well, why should Nintendo do what they, they – because it would be something that's an incentive that other people didn't do. It would be them mm-hmm. saying, look, we're going to put our, our arm out there, our, our head out there, and we're going to be, hey, we're doing something no one else is doing, so here you go. Instead well, of and it's, it's a reward for that playing no their games. Doing because it's stupid versus doing something no one else is doing that's awesome. No one else is forcing yeah. you to have to do voice chat and lobbies through your phone – but you are, and that's stupid. Nobody else is giving you games with added stuff that you can only play for a month and then you have to pay for it because it's stupid. It doesn't add value. You're just telling the customer to pay to try the game and then pay to buy the game um, with no vault or no, you know. And, and the thing is, maybe we're overreacting. Um, I don't think we're overreacting on voice chat at all. That's that's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous what they're doing on voice chat. Um, un- yeah. Unless they make drastic changes before they launch and they say, like, oh, we screwed up. We should really like put that on the console so don't people, when they're playing at home, can just throw that headset on, not have to have their phone, um, get immersed in the game, and talk to their friends. That I mean, whatever. It is what it is. I'm hoping they realize. Like, I'm hoping that because this this online paid service and the app don't launch till summer, and then you know the paid part launches at the end of the year. I'm hoping that they hear all this feedback people are giving and realize, okay, we, we got to do something about this and rethink it. So by the time they launch the paid stuff, we can do voice chat through our console. However, while there's time to change that, one thing we don't know about yet with this system is anything about virtual console. Um, it's going to be there. It's been a big money maker for Nintendo. So they're mm-hmm. going to have it. Um, but Nintendo's not ready to talk they're- about it. And I'm wondering if the reason they're not ready to talk about it is maybe – this is just me hoping maybe there's going to be part of it that is free and part of the online subscription. Kind of like an EA Access Vault where you are going to have access to games for free. Maybe not all of them. You know, it's only going to be a selection. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not going to be one of those like, oh, we give you a game a month. It's like, no, you just always have access to, say, you know, the first three Mario games. Like, you just always have access to them, period, if you're subscribed. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's something that, again, this could make the this would make the online service feel a lot more worthwhile, because um, then you're paying to access a vault of games like you do with EA Access. Um, so, again, there is still technically something out there we really don't know anything about that might have something to do with online. Uh, it's just Maybe. hard to believe that's what Nintendo is going to do. Yeah. Um, again, they they still have a lot to prove. Like in I would terms love. Of, uh, you, you know online. what I really want Nintendo to do a virtual console, and this would make me so happy. 
Um, you know what? You know, PlayStation is done with it, right? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, how they have like whatever it's called. Um, it's really terrible. You have to stream games from their old library and you pay a subscription. It, it's ridiculously yeah. stupid how PlayStation does mm-hmm. it, which is another out of touch with the reality moment for Sony. Um, which I get it. Like streaming games, maybe that's the future, you know, when everybody has fiber optic internet, but people don't have that. Um, so yeah. it just was not the tech, the, the internet speeds are not caught up in the homes to, to really do that properly. However, um, I would love maybe a virtual console is just part of their online service. So now that maybe, you know, maybe now Nintendo charges is 20 bucks a month, but you get literal access to all of the virtual console library and what you're paying, what, what you're getting each month is that additional functionality. So that additional online mm-hmm. features, um, like being able to take old school Mario Kart and play it online. Um, and that's what you have to pay for after you get to try it for a month. I don't know if they do. See, I oh, think I don't think they're going to do this. For... By the way, Nintendo. No, no, no. Nintendo's I know. In no or... way. But in, that to in me, in terms would be of like, pricing, okay, well, you know what? I'm not paying for online. I'm paying twenty dollars to access all of your NES and SNES games. Mm-hmm. You know, N64 games. You know, however fast you want to add them, whatever. I don't have to pay for each individual game. I'm just paying a subscription, and I get the whole library. Um. Here, I don't the think thing, do the this thing again, for me because this is me being like I want there to be a positive side to this. I don't see a positive side to anything they're doing with online right now. In terms of pricing, I don't think Nintendo will go over ten bucks or twelve bucks. I, well, they I worry be... that they're going to look at what Xbox Live does and they're going to be like, "Well, look, you can pay do month to month for fifteen, or you can do six months and pay sixty and pay ten ten dollars, or a year and pay like seven or eight. Um, See, but the the thing is, is that I I they'd they couldn't go over either Xbox Live Gold well, no. or PlayStation, um, um, and that's that's the thing. Well, it's is, Nintendo, is, so yes, would, they could. They they could. I don't think that it would be very well received, well, just because of the their fact. Their online's already not well received. <laughs> I know, but just because of the fact Nintendo that Nintendo will be like, um, well, it, people don't like this anyway, so the few that are gonna do it, we might as well charge them twenty bucks a month. Well, if it they they I can't see them. Like, they want to have a competitive, like, it's online at this point now is going to be a competitive market. Who's got the best online for the best price? Um, if, if Nintendo has it, then they're going to have to have an affordable online that has a really, really good, like, really, really good servers, really, really good connection, good incentives. Um, right now, I don't see that happening. Uh, but they couldn't do, like, okay, well, here's 20 bucks a month just to play online. Uh, I, I don't well, think people like, would go for that's that. That's why I said. No, I know. But I don't think. viable if you say. Yes, you get all the online features, but hey, did you know you get access to all of the games we've ever made running through GameCube? I mean, I, I, oh, through GameCube. Um, well, even, even I if mean, it's just through N64, that's a massive library of games you just get for spending 20 bucks a month. It is, but there's still a lot of mo- money a month. Well, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, dude, N64 games, some of those were going for like $15 a pop. So, like, I know. You, you think I'm, I'm just saying they're like, like thousands of games, you know, for 20 bucks a month. But Nintendo, when Nintendo's also. Like, this is aimed at adults. This is aimed at kids as well. I can't see a parent... I mean, there are there are, there are parents out there that would do this, but I, I don't know if I could justify uh, to my kid after spending $300 <laughs> on a console saying, okay, every 20 months, too, we'll sure, pay for you, you to have just, online for this. You justify to your kid that if he wants to talk to his friends, he has to have a smartphone when he shouldn't even have a phone yet? 
exactly. <laughs> like it's it's there's there's so much wrong with it. We don't know. Oh, you want to pricing play with or anything like that? Who is on vacation? Yeah, well, you can't because I'm not letting you use my phone. <laughs> so, moving on from the terrible oh, internet I'm that sorry. we talked about I know about this took probably long. way longer than we thought it would. Let's let's go over some of the games. Um, I'm just gonna read down this. By the way, list. we better hope and list. pray. <clears throat> For what? Um, so, uh, my audacity stopped recording for some reason. The video is still recording, and I think it has audio, but I didn't make sure it does. So, try. I'm gonna try restart. Re- you... I mean, I'm gonna continue audacity here, um, just in case. But I hope we didn't just lose like 20 minutes. Yeah, I hope we didn't either. We'd have to just cut that out. Um, you want me to wait? Um, this is not good. Oh my god! I'm gonna open a new Audacity file. I'm doing that. Did you just run out of space? No, because the video's still going. So. Okay. I don't know. I'm assuming I'm the video. Go... I mean, I did set the video to the right microphone, so I'm hoping. Anyways, we'll continue. So, I'm gonna read all these games while Nate's figuring no, out good. whether or not he. I has... got audio going. Now, okay. So. All right. So I'm gonna read off the games in terms of uh, launch games, post-release first-party games. This is off of Eurogamer. Um, third-party games, and I'm going to make some updates because we've had some updates since then. Uh, third-party Nintendo Switch games confirmed for 2017, and then games with no release date, they're also third-party. So, at launch, we've got Breath of the Wild, March 3rd, 1-2-Switch, March 3rd, um, Just Dance 2017, Skylanders Imaginators, Super Bomberman R, and then we learned today that Binding of Isaac Afterbirth Plus is going to be a release game, which would make sense because the game's been out um, anyways. Um, and I think that's all we have confirmed for release so far uh, for a launch game. In terms of post-release first-party Nintendo games, we've got the Snipper Clippers cut it out together um, in March, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe in April, ARMS in Spring, Splatoon 2 in Summer, Fire Emblem's Warrior, Fire Emblem Warriors late 2017, and then the new Fire Emblem game that was announced today uh, coming out for the Switch in 2018. Uh, supposedly Pokemon Stars, that's Ooh. They, I don't know where they're getting that from. It's still a rumor. Um, <clears throat> in late 2017, Super Mario Odyssey and Holiday 2017, and Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is to be announced, yes. to be like determined. Um, Miyamoto told Eurogamer back in 2015 that Pikmin 4 is on the way and it's likely to be a Switch title. Probably not going to be a launch title. We probably won't hear anything from that until E3. Um, here are the 33rd party games coming for the Switch in 2017. I am Setsuna Fast RMX, which looks a lot like Fast Racing Neo. I think it's the same company. Um, Has Been Heroes, Rhyme, Desegia 5 Complete, Lego City Undercover, Puyo Puyo Tetris, Sonic Mania, Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim, NBA 20K or 2K18, Project Sonic 2017, Shovel Knight, Wonder Boy, The Dragon's Trap, Monster Boy, and The Cursed Kingdom. Then for third-party Nintendo Switch games with no release date. Um, this is slightly a long list. We've got Arcade Archives, Constructor, Cube Life, Island Survival, Dragon Quest X, Dragon Quest XI, Dragon Quest Heroes 1 and 2, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2, EA Sports FIFA, Farming Simulator, Minecraft Story Mode, The Complete Adventure, Raymond Legends Definitive or def- Definite Edition, Red Out, Seasons of Heaven, New Shin Megami Tensei, Stardew Valley, State of Mind, Steep, Siberia 3, Project Octopath Traveler, Tycho Drum Master, new Travis Touchdown game from Studio or Suda 51, new Tales of RPG, and Ultra Street Fighter 2, the final challengers. 
Um, we've also learned that <clears throat> Toki Tori, two developer, two tribes, is thinking of shifting PS4 and Xbox One title Rive away from the Wii U into the NX, which would make sense because, you know, the Wii U's dead for all intents and purposes. Project Cars, which has been struggling to work on the platform, is probably could move to the Switch. Ukulele is pretty much confirmed. Uh, we don't know when it's coming out. They said early 2017. I wouldn't expect it to be a launch game. Um, and then we've got SteamWorld, uh, the developers from that working on something. Um, and then we have, of course, all the other companies that we heard about that are coming out with different things. Um, so uh, just momentarily, I'm going to kind of give you a rundown of the Fire Emblem conference. If you didn't, I don't really want to spend too much time on that because I still want to get to the, the betting part that we did. Um, but... They had, Nintendo had a Fire Emblem Direct today, where they talked about three different games. Yeah, three. So, the first one that they announced was Fire Emblem Echoes, uh, which is basically a rebuilt from the ground up game of Fire Emblem 2 Gaiden, which was never released in the States. Uh, it looks like it runs on the same engine that Fire Emblem Fates does, uh, in terms of character develop or character build, um, completely new full rendered cutscenes, um, new art, uh, complete voice acting, all this stuff. Uh, basically, a brand new Fire Emblem game, uh, just with the same uh, uh, aspects from Gaiden. Uh, there's, they said that they're going to keep the battle system, which was different from any other Fire Emblem game. It had an overworld um, that you could travel on that was more than just a map selection screen. So uh, it's going to be more like that, but it's also going to be updated for a modern Fire Emblem audience. Um, second, they announced Fire Emblem Wars. They kind of showed off a little bit of it. Um, I really wouldn't say they showed off a lot. They said Yuri Lowenthal, the guy that was uh, announcing the whole trailer, said that they're showing off footage that wasn't in the game trailer at the Switch conference, but it really wasn't a lot. It showed off, like, Krom, um, sure. showed off Tharja, I think. I don't remember if, if it was too many people. It was really short. Uh, it was only maybe, like, an extra five or six seconds at the end of the uh, thing. Then... We, the biggest announcement, uh, finally we learned about the Fire Emblem mobile game, which is Fire Emblem Heroes. It's basically uh, a fate stay game, if I can say it like that, built in the Fire Emblem world. Uh, different gameplay mechanics, but the same kind of idea in that you summon heroes into the game uh, using orbs, which you can pay for, you can buy a wallet, um, or you can get in-game. And so you summon these heroes in, you could train them up from 3-star, 4-star, 5-star, or you can get them at those different stars. Um, and the, the goal is to go through the story, and each screen, I think they said, is the, the base, base size for the phone. Um, and you'll have X amount of enemies on the screen, and you'll have X amount of heroes that you can fight. And your goal is to clear the stage of all the enemies, and then move on to the next one. So it's not as much as an open, sprawled battlefield in terms of tactics as... The original one, it's very bare-bones Fire Emblem. I don't think there's a uh, matchmaking system in it. It's more along the lines of, again, like I said, a summoning game with also some tactics to it because you have the sword, uh, the spear, I th or the javelin, and the axe in terms of the weapons triangle. Um, so that game is coming out February 2nd for both iOS and Android. Uh, right now there's a voting thing going on on the Fire Emblem Heroes website where you can... Uh, get my Nintendo points because those are worth nothing right now, but you can get my Nintendo points for voting for whichever character you want to see in the game. Um, I'm assuming they're probably just going to keep adding characters as it goes on. They said that there'll be new characters and old characters, so you'll have characters from Fates, you'll have characters from, uh, oh my gosh, 
um, like Radiant Dawn. You'll have probably from Gaiden. You'll have them from uh, the last the one before on uh, 3DS, which I keep forgetting about. Um, I don't know why that name escapes me. But basically, it's going to be uh, a giant love letter to Fire Emblem fans. It'll be free to play with in-app purchases. And that should be available February 2nd. So, that was that. And now, we're on to our bidding special. Again. Uh, gonna kind of go over some of the things that we, we talked about last time. Some of the some of the different uh, predictions we made. And how wrong we were. Because, boy, were we wrong. About a lot. <laughs> you ready, Nate? Um, I don't even remember what the predictions were. Because... So, I'm going to read it, them off. Um... I, I feel weird saying that because they were my predictions, but um, I, I I don't know. I'm really it's really weird that I'm excited for the Switch, yet the conference didn't make me excited for the Switch. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. So pretty much pretty much none of our predictions came true. So we'll start off with that. Um, that's not good. So number one. Alfred's prediction. Nintendo will announce GameCube HD Remix for non-Zelda games on the 12th. That was a no. So that's a... <laughs> not for me. Uh, Nate. This is the one I struggled with, but I decided to go ahead and go with for yes for a, uh, other reasons that I'll get to at the end of this. It said they are going to announce at least three AAA third-party exclusives for the first two years of Switch's lifespan. We don't actually know if they're for the first two years of, this, of the Switch's lifespan, but I gave it to you anyways. Uh, which, um, which games are those? Uh... I just closed the thing. I mean, I know um, one of them is Fire Emblem Warriors, which is technically no, it's third te party, uh, but it's also not exclusive because it's 3DS now. That's true. Um, so I'm I'm just curious what games they were. Cause I'm, I I don't uh, even remember one third party exclusive game. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think there are any third. Uh, I mean, you have uh, just dance. Well, that's not a third-party exclusive super bomberman okay. r okay. that's one um would you consider xenoblade chronicles 2 nope that is a nintendo second party <clears throat> you've got has been heroes from frostbite okay. fast rmx rhyme uh, no, binding I know, well, one i know for sure i don't we don't know if it's gonna be the first two years um because they haven't started development on it yet they announced the the uh, what is it the no more heroes 3 yeah, so that's two. The Travis Touchdown so, game. So two for sure. Um, the Fast RMX, which is yeah, uh, but Switch. like, are we counting indie games? Oh, you said yeah, that's right. You said yeah. AAA. Um, so I mean, it's questionable see. as Super Bomberman's really AAA, but I mean, I mean, it's Konami. It's co it, it's that's a, a AAA it, it, company. It's a AAA publisher. So you've got Red Out, which may or may not come out, but that's not a uh, uh, thing. But you've got Project Octopath. You've got the Travis Touchdown game. Um, there is, I think there is one other is one, one that I'm that probably I'm, missing. I'm on the fence for. Well, it's it's a 2D. Yeah. It's a Square yeah, Enix. I, I know so it's, it's it, technically but, but AAA. But it's kind of like, even with like Bravely Default, is that really a AAA game? I'd say it would be because it's a AAA company. I think that I'll, I'll, I'm giving it to you and I'm going to tell you why. Um, okay. Obviously, I'm, I, it's weird. I'm arguing against myself, <laughs> but that's why. Because I'm just I like, know. okay, like yeah, there was the, the No More Heroes three uh, announced, which not shown, just announced they're gonna make it. 
and then in the weirdest Fire announcement Emblem ever warriors which is probably is going to make that two-year window um yeah super bomberman r which is supposed to come yeah, out which i guess that if we count super bomberman then that, that's three so yeah so uh, i gave okay. that one to well you. now that you um, went back through it like, okay if if super bomberman so then, counts then that that's three probably I, I don't think i don't know we don't have a referee then in this my, to fully determine <laughs> My my second one was a proper Pikmin 4 will be announced, and that was a no. Oh, yeah. Um, you said, announce but not show a new Metroid game for the Switch, which they did not do either. No, uh, just read then you I say, said, we hear you, get back to me in a year. <laughs> yeah. Nintendo, or I said, Nintendo will open with a video like they did with the puppets. That was a no. Um, you said music, then someone comes out and introduces the console with the traditional opening, and that was a yes. Um, then... I said Nintendo will re-emphasize the companies that have committed to the Switch, and that was a yes. They actually showed the graphic that I didn't think that they would. I was like, oh, they'll just re-emphasize a bunch of the companies. Yeah. They might show the graphic, and they showed the exact they showed same the graphic exact again. same graphic because they barely showed any games. <laughs> yeah. So I, I got really lucky with yeah, that you one. Got, you did. Um, that graphic saved said, yep, during the event, they'll announce the specs like CPU and GPU speed in the event talking about it. That was a no. They didn't do that. Um, they didn't honor Iwata in some way. Nintendo did not show off at least 45 games for the Switch, like you said. Very disappointing. Um, that wasn't true. We'll see more of the new the Sonic Wii game. And we like saw like a plus launch games, so it's really yep. Upsets me. Anyways, well, I said we'll see more of the new Sonic game, and we saw like a glimmer of more new stuff for yeah. the Sonic game in that sizzle reel, but it still counted. Okay. Um, and then you said that they're not going to talk about well, VR, well, and you the got Sonic that right. Game during the conference or after yeah it was it was during the sizzle reel at the oh, very, at the very end. end okay um yeah uh and so we saw a little bit more about like we saw some gameplay of him running uh that wasn't sonic mania it was the, the full 3d sonic um well, and yeah, then the you said sonic, they're not going to talk about whatever 2017 project yeah uh not going to talk about vr they didn't so you got that correct and then we stopped because they didn't honor kirby's 20th birthday so we didn't see a new kirby game uh, the system docked will not run at least one teraflops, which we didn't even hear about anyways for specs. Um, I, if I had just been a little bit, like, less specific on this, I said Nintendo will announce a remastered version of Xenoblade Chronicles X. And that's a no, because they announced Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Uh, and then you said whatever game Richard Studios is working on will be shown slash announced, and that's a no. So... We found ourselves in a tie because we both got three right and then the rest of them wrong. So we were three for three for eight. Well, um, so that's almost fifty percent. What I, yeah. So what I did was I took three punish, possible punishments from you, and then I put three of mine in, and I'm gonna put it in a random a randomizer, and it's gonna pick one, and we're both gonna have to do a punishment, and these are relatively easy things to do. Um, some might hurt more than others, but it's random, so we don't know what we're gonna get. You like might I get one get of your own. <laughs> I talked to you about this hey, before. I also tell people he still hasn't served his punishment from the last bet. I know, I know, <laughs> but these are a lot easier to do. Um, I thought the, la- the last I'm, one was easy. If I had lost, I would have had no problem. Hey, I would have been out like the next day. <laughs> I am not confident in my singing. I, you don't have to be confident. I, the whole point is it's not supposed to be good. <laughs> I know. But I'm a perfectionist. Anyways, so do you want to go first or do you want me to go it first? It doesn't matter. Isn't it one? all on your end anyways? 
Uh, yeah. Well, I'll 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 pick for me first. So let's pick one. Yeah, I don't even right. know what the punishments oh, are. Oh no. Okay, so here's here's the different punishments that I had. Um, there, an editorial on why your least liked Zelda game is truly great. It's from yep. you. Recite a poem about how the other person is the biggest down, Zelda yeah. fan in the universe via Facebook live stream. Um, live stream a game you hate for 30 minutes in dead silence, only being able to communicate to the crowd with facial expressions. Um, then mine were do a video review on why the CDI games are the epitome of Zelda games. Um, write a fanfic about two members of the site to be posted on it, on the site, and then write an editorial about Link, but constantly refer to him as Zelda. So those are the possible random choices that we have. I'm gonna end up getting the last one. I just know it. All right. Oh man. Okay. As I accidentally deleted all that, but I copied and pasted it. Okay. So let's pick one. Oh no. Okay, so for me, I have to do a video review on why the CDI games are the epitome of Zelda games. So that's mine. Okay. Um, don't even know how uh, I'm going to justify how, that to you know, myself. See, I could come up with justifications. <laughs> it's the footage. It's going to be a highly part. It's going to be a highly a highly sarcastic game. Oh boy. Um so we'll we'll see. I'll probably yeah, just rom it. Yeah. Good luck. Record it. He just admitted um, to doing something so then... recording, by the way. Um, anyways. <laughs> oh, you were right. So you have to write an editorial about Link, but constantly refer to him as Zelda. No. That's what you've got to do. <laughs> well, the nice thing is you didn't mention it had to be a serious article. No, no, no. Yeah, like, I don't have to do a serious... Uh... Review no, on why the CDI no, games no. are the pitiful. I I already know the answer because I would. I'm the editor in chief. I was gonna say the daily debates count, but they're not articles. They're not editorials. It means I have to have something. Oh, <laughs> uh, all I have is serious ideas in my head. I, I come up with, <laughs> or I just take a serious idea and I fumble the name the whole time. <laughs> oh yep. my god. So these are these are a lot. These are pretty easy why to do. Why couldn't I get one of my easy Probably. ones? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Heck, I'd rather get but... the punishment from last time. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Do you really want it? You can take no, it. Oh, that wasn't one of the punishments this time. You're right. Because so you why should I have Link. to do the punishment that you're supposed to do? <laughs> it's it's a it's a Christian thing. It's a sacrifice for your brother. Oh my gosh. Can am I allowed to explain <clears throat> in the editorial? No, because I'm not allowed to explain in the video. You just have to write an editorial about Link, but always refer to Link as Zelda. And I have to justify the CDI games as being the best version it's of the be Zelda so games. Hard. I'm going to be confusing people because in the title, when I'm trying to say Link, I got to say Zelda. So, like, <laughs> they're just going to assume that I'm talking about Zelda. And, oh, it's going to be so bad. Like, basically, <laughs> you can just I'm going to write, write the article like serious or satire or whatever about Link and then afterwards go back and replace all the Link with Zelda. It's the only way I can do it. Or you can just title it Zelda's a pretty cool guy and oh then just God. talk about him. <laughs> it's going to end up being something serious too. It's going to end up being like why this is the best version of Zelda, uh, why the why the version of Zelda in Breath of the Wild is the best version. And people are going to be like all excited because they're going to think I'm actually talking about Princess Zelda and I'm actually talking about Link and they're going to get confused. This is 
You should just put use pictures like in an editorial, like have the pictures on the side of. It's gonna what's gonna end up happening is like I'm gonna be putting like images in there, but I'm gonna feel like because I'm replacing everything, I need to make it like I can't say anything. So like find a way to cleanly Photoshop Zelda's face onto Link. (laughs) Or the opposite, 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 Photoshop Link's face onto Zelda. I just this is. All right, let me write. The, at least I'm gonna complete my bed. Hey, I'm gonna complete write this one. Write an editorial of all link where I replace Link with Zelda. Right. Got it. This oh. is gonna be bad. Oh well, whatever. In terms of like punishments, it's really not that bad. I mean, it's embarrassing for me as a writer, but um, <laughs> it's okay. Hopefully, everyone knows that we're listening to this podcast. That's not true. It's going to hit social media. It's going to have like 500,000 views. And everyone's going to think I'm the worst. Oh, God. Oh, well. Oh, oh well. I'm the one that was willing to dress up like Tingle and sing a song. So, um, yeah. Which I was I'll, so I'll happy when that I won that you. bet. And that's what I'm saying. Don't I have a mulligan? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was back when you were in charge. Yeah, I'm so. I make the rules now. <laughs> the only other betting special we've done. and I know. It, it almost feels like my excitement over that win was worthless because there was no punishment served. <laughs> see, see, here's the deal, though. See, back when I ran it, you didn't serve the punishment. So what happens if I don't serve the punishment? And I kick you off the show. No, well, I'm just kidding. I, I, oh, <laughs> oh, my, my, my plan is... You're going to kick me <clears throat> off the show. I mean, I guess you could. I can't stop you. My plan is to probably... Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll figure out some way... This is gonna happen. I know. I'll figure out some way to incorporate Tingle and that song into what I do for the ZDI, the CDI uh, review. There's no Tingle. I, I'll, <sighs> okay. I'll dress... No, I'll dress up in some way, shape, or form as Tingle for the ZD, CDI review. Alright. It is what it is. I, I, it, it I is will incorporate it, it. I will do what I need to do. I will take on the hate. Bring it on. Um, hopefully, in the future, when people email me and they're like, dude, you're an idiot, I'll be like, hey, look, this isn't the editorial, so I can actually tell you it was a bet. <laughs> um, I just can't mention that in the editorial. But, uh, oh, boy. This will be fun. This will be fun. I can't wait. I'm, I haven't been hated on hardcore in so long. <laughs> like I have controversial opinions, um, but a lot of people see some logic behind some of them. There's no logic behind this. There's a guy who's been running Zelda sites for 18 years, editor chief of the number one Zelda news site, and he doesn't know that Link is not Zelda, <laughs> or Zelda's not uh, Link, whichever way you want to look at it. This is just this will be fun. Well. That's, that's that's the end the, of that now. Are we at the end of the podcast now? Yeah, we're at, a, an hour and thirty. Not too bad. So, you want to talk about something else? How's how's what? life, Nate? <laughs> how's oh, life? Not good. My kids are sick, and all I've been doing is taking care of them. My other job, I had to call in the last couple of days because I had to take care of my kids. Has hasn't been exciting on my front. Still don't have all the news covered from the Fire Emblem Direct at. Well, all the from the news from the Direct. Oh, the follow up news after, like they released extra screenshots. Um, mm-hmm. the good news for like, you know, the mobile version of the game is it's not Android exclusive. It's good. At, at no, launch. At launch, yeah. it's also going to be on iOS. 
Yeah. It, it, originally, when they an, it, it was for weird. some reason, the they announced that... They only mentioned Android, and then after, Nintendo's like, oh, it'll be on iOS, too. Same day. Yeah, they were like, coming to Android February 2nd, and coming soon to yeah. iOS. And then like... Nintendo of America after was like, nee, it's coming to iOS, same day. Like, <laughs> yeah. what? <laughs> okay. It's almost like they recorded it before like they knew that was going to be the case, and then just decided, oh, we're not even going to do yeah. that. Just leave it in there. Um, anyways. Yeah. Uh, man. Sorry, I'm staring at this this article on the Australian Press Start site about uh, the smartphone matchmaking and voice chat stuff, and it's just upsetting me. Like, I'm looking <laughs> at this image of Mario Kart, and then what's clearly a photoshopped image onto a phone about like what the matchmaking system could be like, and it's just pissing me off. Yeah, I saw that P- earlier. Like, it's clearly photoshopped, but it's, it's pissing me off. Not <laughs> Nintendo. All right. So maybe maybe this is what we should do. Um, you. Because I, I feel like the, the last, outside of talking about Breath of the Wild, the last hour of this podcast has basically been us shitting all over Nintendo and all over the Switch. <laughs> um, we did have like a thing in there where we listed off a bunch of games. We didn't actually talk about if any of that's good. Um, mm-hmm. So, because, I mean, again, even if we did, I was going to argue how it's really not that great because you're just listening off a bunch of indie games and every platform has that. Um, so, like, <laughs> where's the AAA games? 1-2-Switch, Splatoon, um Xenoblade 2, like, yeah, they have good games. A lot of them are niche. There's no big hitters besides Mario and Zelda. Anyways, um, which is funny because the game I'm actually most excited for besides Zelda is actually Sniffer Clips, um, which isn't an indie game per se. It's developed by Nintendo, but um, <coughs> it's basically an indie game. The, the, that's the way I would class uh, It's weird. You can't classify it as an indie game because it's made by Nintendo, but it feels like it's an indie game, um, a brilliant one. So, anyways, I feel like um, so we both pre-ordered the Switch, right? Uh-huh. Um, we both obviously pre-ordered Zelda. You apparently didn't get anything cool. I got the special edition. I got I pre-ordered Zelda, Mario Odyssey, Splatoon two, and Mario. Yeah, Kart. I pre-ordered just Zelda because it's a hundred dollars for the special mm. edition. Um, yeah, you, and now I'm realizing that I'm probably going with the Pro controller and it's seventy. And if I do get one two Switch, which I might not get it launched. I don't know yet. Um, I'm trying to get Nintendo to send me a review copy for Nintendo Prime. Because, uh, and the weird thing is, I'm asking Nintendo to send me a review, review copy because I'm not convinced it's worth 50 bucks. Um, <laughs> but I could get it and be like, oh yeah, I would have paid 50 bucks for this. Um, it's just, the way it is, the way we look, it's got 20 games. You haven't seen all of them. Maybe it ends up being worth the money. Um, but I'm, if I get one to Switch, you have to have a second set of Joy-Cons. Oh, I'm sorry. The arms. You need a second set of Joy-Cons. Um, mm-hmm. and everyone's saying that arms is awesome. What they're forgetting is that to buy arms, it's a hundred and forty dollar investment. Because <laughs> you gotta yeah. buy that's the you game have that to... requires the extra Joy Cons. <clears throat> um, yep. anyways, so uh, it's hard to say this, but obviously Nintendo is still getting a lot of stuff wrong so far with the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, what are they getting right that makes you think it's worth picking up day one? Because it's always controversial to pick it up day one. And there's going to be Zelda. We're both Zelda fans. So like, ultimately, that might be why we're getting it day one. Um, but what made mm-hmm. you really want to get the Switch? Like, What's the good aspects of the Switch? <coughs> or like, okay, it was worth spending my 300 bucks on this system, despite the fact that we know crappy online. And, well, we don't know if online play is going to be crappy, but we know that how they're approaching it's crappy. 
um, and that my Nintendo really isn't that great, and there's nothing really making up for that. Well, <clears throat> for it's it's going to be different for everyone. We talked about this uh, maybe ten podcasts ago, whether or not you should pre-order the Switch um, and get it on day yeah. one. And like now um, feels like a better I think... time to talk about it. Now we know. <clears throat> yeah, and I I kind of still feel the same that if if you don't feel strongly enough that the 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 switch is worth your pre-order yet don't don't go get it um don't stress out about there not being enough pre-orders like nintendo's not going to run out of switches it's not going to be another we epidemic people are over at like oh the sold out i'm like dude they have two million units they're going to have available in the first three weeks that's exactly that's like Like, what the playstation 4 and xbox one had the first month so like it's not the it's normal don't don't worry about it's normal for things to be sold out for day one that's not abnormal for a hardware launch and and yeah, this is just day one. These are just for pre-orders. So don't don't worry about it. Um, the the thing I'd say is that if you're not sold on it, like if you can't, if you look at it and you're like, well, okay, uh, Breath of the Wild, like that looks like a great game, but I've already got a Wii U. Um, I don't really see the need for a Switch. Then don't don't buy a Switch. Um, <clears throat> don't 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 get it just because you or told to, or someone's telling you you need to buy it. Like, it's it's a $300 investment. Um, and as a college student that's getting married in six months, uh, money isn't exactly a free thing that just falls yes, out of the is. sky. Um, <laughs> no, well, maybe for Nate no. it is. For no, me, it's, it's not. not. it's not free. Um, it's called student loans. <laughs> and then yeah. you have to pay that back <clears throat> with interest. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, I, I am going to get it for a few different reasons, obviously, because of Breath of the Wild, like, I'm super excited for that game. Um, Super Mario Odyssey kind of sold me on it, too, because it looks really good. Um, still holding out, like, uh, the Hyrule War, Hyrule Warriors, call it that for the rest of its duration. The Fire Emblem Warriors game, uh, it just excites me. I love Fire Emblem, I love the Warriors game for the, in Zelda, I'm not a fan of Dynasty Warriors. Um, <clears throat> but I guess one of the biggest things, uh... And this is a really weird reason. Is that it's a Nintendo console that I want that my fiance also wants. Because um, there, she's why what? Well, she's always wanted to play Skyrim. Um, and I don't have a PS4 well, and I don't have an Xbox while, One. No, I know. I, I I know. Um, but I don't have a PS4. I don't have an Xbox One, and I'm probably not gonna be able to afford one. Um, like I have to pick one console. Well, you can know um, if you can spend 300 bucks, you can afford one of those. Yeah, no, I know, but I have to pick one or the other. Like, I can't just be like, okay, well, I'll get the PS4, and I'll get the Switch. It's like, I, I have to decide, do I want a Nintendo console, or do I want a Sony console? Um, so I'm going with a Nintendo console. And I have it on my computer, but she's not really a PC gamer, so it's, uh, I'm hoping that um, she'll enjoy that on there. Maybe she'll play some other games on there. I, I, it's just something that I can enjoy with her, um, and, you know, with Mario Kart and all those other things. Um and it's 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 more along the lines of something for both of us is something for just me. Uh, <clears throat> in terms of why I pre-ordered it though, um, like I wanted to get it day one. I wanted to get Breath of the Wild day one. Um, I wanted to play it. I wanted to be able to experience it um, and be spoiler-free for the first day. Um, Here's my question: as, as much as I can be. And I know I hate swinging mm-hmm. this to the negative because um, we're trying to be positive. Is yep. so I'm here here a lot of talk. She wants to play Skyrim and some other games, whatever. Um, that, that maybe are on other systems, but it is what it is. You want to get the Nintendo system, and it just happens to have that game, so cool. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, why do you want the Nintendo... Do, do you, well, do you own a Wii U, for starters? 
Okay. Yes. Because that's, that's a big question. If you didn't own a Wii U, that's totally different. Because um, obviously, if you <clears throat> want Breath of the Wild, you're going to spend the extra 100 bucks and get the new system to play it on. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't own so it. why do I want to switch if I have Yeah, if because I have like, you can play Wii. Breath of the Wild on that already, so you don't have to spend an extra 300 bucks. Yeah. You can. You already have Mario Kart, and it's going to be free <clears throat> online. Um, you already yep. have Splatoon. Well, free online. We assume that well, the yeah, online is going to stay around. It's under assumption to keep the online going, but <clears throat> it's one of those that. Uh, why day one like you could just wait you know like yeah maybe you can only buy an xbox <clears> one or a playstation 4 instead and get all those games that maybe you don't get to play and she doesn't get to play but you could also look at it as well if i wait a couple of years maybe i can't afford the switch <clears> when it has other games well i mean i i think it's different for uh you and me also because we're working at zelda informer we're working we're covering um, these things. Well, what's different? And... Because you can play Breath of the Wild without a Switch. So, like... No, I know, but for the Switch, uh, I just... the Like he said, the conference really wasn't that exciting. It didn't... It wasn't necessarily selling me on the console as much. There were a lot of things that I was like, oh, that's cool, that's cool. Um, but overall, what it does and um, how it works is kind of what's the most exciting to me. Um, and I guess I'm, I'm with Darren. Darren talks about this a lot, is being able to play a, a console Zelda game on the go. Um, and I think that's going to be one of the biggest selling points of this console is that you can take your games on the go. Like, if you want to play Skyrim on the go, you can go do that. If you want to play uh, Zelda on the go, if you want to play a full sure. Mario console game on the go, um, I think that's one of the biggest selling points for the console. But also all the technology and like the, I I keep going back to the HD rumble in my head. I think that's such a cool yeah, thing. I don't know how um, outside of games like feedback. one two switch it's gonna matter. That's what I'm and like. Well, it's a rumor. It's, it's rumored rumor for Breath of the Wild, Wild right Wild. now. I don't like people who played it. Like somebody's like, oh, it has HD rumble. Well, like other media people said, well, if that's HD rumble, it's nothing. Well, I imagine that if it has HD rumble, it's going to be like, okay, well, you swing your sword and you hit it again. It's not going to be motion controls, but you're going to swing your sword and it's going to hit sure, against the shield like, and you'll feel that yeah, feedback. Yeah, but like normal rumble can do that. When I think of HD rumble, yeah, I, I think of things like, what did you talk about? Pouring water in a glass, you could feel the water coming into the glass. So like, I feel like, okay, if you're going to translate that to a game, you're in Breath of the Wild, you dive into the water, you should feel the water running through your hands. Yeah, so like I, I just imagine stuff like that. Like, like um, no there's, one there's said a lot that of happens. Cool so features. I don't in think it. that. No, like, I know. Like, but I think I think what I think that rumor for HD Rumble is probably one untrue, um, and two is just confused because oh HD Rumble. Well, yeah, it rumbled, so it has HD Rumble. Well, there's a yeah. difference. <clears throat> the HD Rumble is. Well, I is, think significantly different than just you know it just has Rumble in it. Like okay. Like every game has rumble. I know. <laughs> there's just it's it's Sorry, a. I know. Well, I'm, there's I'm, a lot of I'm, possibilities I'm, for it. I'm not trying to rag on you. <laughs> I, I, I know. Um, well, like, just, I, like just, I said, it felt I'm, like you kind of presented some weak argument. Like it almost felt like everything you said is a reason not to get the Switch right now and go get something else that has other games for cheaper, even. Yeah, but like you said, like I they talked about you know there's there's different things that matter to me gaming. I'm I'm a you know, for all intents and purposes, a spoiled PC gamer. So sure. things like uh, that, that pop-in distance and, and processing speed yep. mattered to me. Well, that makes sense. Um, that's why I upgraded. That's why I upgraded from a, a basic 3DS, a new th- basic 3DS to a new 3DS. Um, Better frame rate. 
and that's right. Yeah, better frame rate uh, for Hyrule Warriors. And, and OS uh, better that actually moves at an okay <clears throat> speed. <laughs> yeah, better startup. Um, like th those those technical improvements are, are a big big reason as well. Like if I'm going to play games uh, in in this generation, I want them to run well and I want them to run efficiently. Because uh, I mean, not that they didn't on the mm -hmm. Wii U. But there's a lot to be desired in terms of the processing power so, for that thing. What, what um, I get is the basic breakdown of this. These are the things that sold you on it. And it's something that Nintendo, no matter how they present things, can't really screw it up unless the base functionality of the console <laughs> doesn't work. Like, if when you yeah. switched, it took like 15 minutes. Okay, well, that, that's stupid. Um, yeah. But it's basically, you get, you're going to get this because you are a Nintendo fan and like Nintendo games. You yes. want those games to look the best and perform the best, and you could take those games on the go. And those mm -hmm. are three things that Nintendo isn't going to screw up, because that's the premise of the Hopefully. console. <laughs> like, have good yeah. games and be able to take them anywhere. Uh, that mm -hmm. You're not going to screw that up. Like, I know like, you bring up HD Rumble, but again, it's one of those... It's an exciting prospect that we have no idea how it's going to apply to like yeah. anything but party games. Um we we can come up with but, ideas you know, ourselves. Like, we we I just don't know on that Breath yet. Of the Wild. Like if you, you can feel water pouring through a glass, why can't I feel water pouring through my hands when I jump into water? Um, but again, we we don't know. We don't know. Neither one of us have played Switch. To clarify, uh, we haven't been to any press events or any um, you know public events. I'm, I'm sure maybe you know someday before it launches, one of us will get a hand on it. Trying to get them. Um, you know, like if they put up demo units somewhere, like we'll try to go. Um, mm -hmm. If it's within a reasonable distance, because I live in the middle of Wisconsin, so I mean, I'm willing to drive a, a few hours if I need to. Like that's just what you have to do in Wisconsin to go anywhere. Um, mm -hmm. So that doesn't bother me. It's just there hasn't been anything going on in Wisconsin. Like I, I was wishing there. Ideally, something would happen in Minneapolis. It's an hour <clears> and a half drive. We go over to Minneapolis all the time. But well, I'm still waiting to hear back from Pack South because yeah. I submitted an application yeah, to see, go. And you are um, closer to. See, we don't have anything like that here. Yeah, well, and, and if if I do get accepted, they have the Switch demo at PAX yeah. South, so I'll, I'll um, mess around with it. But yeah, basically that's the um, premise I get. They have Nintendo <clears throat> games that are going to perform the best that you've seen and look the best that you've seen, and it's going to be portable. And there's some cool stuff on top of that, but like those are the three things that are undeniable um, and make you want to have the system. Um, yeah. And it just so happens that you can additionally justify it because it has Skyrim. And that's something your girlfriend yeah. is deeply interested in, in doing. Um, so mm -hmm. that's cool. Like like that. That's that. I think that's the way a lot of people like. If you're a day one buyer, you're a fan or you're a scalper. Um, yeah, and there are oh, plenty of scalpers. Like they're they're going for four thousand dollars online. The the people are scalping the master edition. Well, the Zelda, master edition. I can now now that I know off. that it's extremely limited. I get it. Yeah, um, but that's still a that's still a dick it move. It is a dick like, move, but that's oh, just we're, we, I know somebody we wants this, so I'm gonna pre-order three. You don't like this? There's other countries. I know, that don't I know. Want it, so, um, <laughs> like seriously, like it's it's not only in America, but America is like promotes heavily. Like this is how the economy works. You can I'm, resell I'm just what surprised you own. they didn't do um, they didn't do like a, a limit pre-order. You can resell what you own, these. but you can't put footage of it on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> like they they didn't limit like. You can only or pre-order sure. one of these on uh, your like they couldn't control that across like Amazon and GameStop and like that. But to to the same point, like 
people could go into GameStop and pre-order like three or four special editions for Zelda, yeah. and and walk so, out with those. Um, for me, yeah. Um, I mean, there's some obvious why I have a Switch pre-ordered. Um, not just I'm editor in chief of Zelda Informer, so like I need to play both versions of the game, which also means I don't own a Wii U right now, which means I also have to buy a Wii U coming up here. Um, hoping to get it for under 200. Been kind of scalping around a little bit, trying to see if I could find, you know, Craigslist listing for one for cheap. Because um, I don't even care if it's the white version. It don't. It really doesn't matter to me. I'm, I'm literally just using it so I can play Breath of the Wild on it, which it really sucks because I'm planning to do like a comparison video, and just to think I'm gonna have to try to beat this game twice, very quickly, <laughs> scares me. <laughs> Um, or like try to play like the exact same sections of the game very quickly, um, you know, especially mm-hmm. with with dynamic weather and changing day and night. It's gonna be crazy. But I'm gonna try, but um, so like I, so there's all the work related reasons, you know. I also run NintendoPrime.net, which means you know things like One Two Switch or something. I almost feel like I have to have. Um, so like I there there's a lot of reasons that I feel like I need the system, and those are the exact same reasons that I tried to reach out to my contact I made at E3 to be like, look, this is my job. Can I get a review unit? But then that makes life easy for me. Um, but I've never had a review unit in my life, like hardware. So I, I, I don't <laughs> think that's going to happen. That's why I have it pre-ordered um, in terms of my job. I, I just have to have it for my job. This is what I'm paid to do. I got to do it. Um, however, I think I would have pre-ordered the Switch anyways, even if this wasn't my job. Uh, one, I don't own a Wii U right now, so that's the most obvious thing, is I don't own a Wii U and I want to play Breath of the Wild. Um, but the thing is, I used to own a Wii U, and I think if I used to own a Wii U and this wasn't my job, I might have kept it. Um, it was a financial thing. I don't know, it's really weird because GameStop really tempts Wii U owners to get rid of the Wii U. Um, mm-hmm. you could have traded in your Wii U for 120 bucks plus 75 additional. To pre-order, you could basically have two hundred dollars paid off on your system right off the bat by just giving them giving them your Wii U, um, and that's really enticing. Uh, I'm, I don't know how long they're going to keep that going. I hope they keep it going past launch since they're sold out. Um, but they probably won't because by then the Wii U value will be even less. But whatever, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I still would have pre-ordered regardless of my job. Um, one, obviously, I'm a Nintendo fan. I don't run Nintendo sites and all this stuff because I hate Nintendo. Um, so, like, <laughs> I want to play their latest games. Two, I do own an Xbox One. Uh, so, I already have a third-party system. Um, and I say third-party system because the only reason I really have the system is to play third-party games. Um, so, I don't look to the Switch as something that I need third-party games on. I do think third-party games are important. Um, as I said, I literally own a system to play third-party games, so like they are important. And in an ideal world, I would get all the games I want third-party-wise on the Switch, and I'd be able to get rid of my Xbox One, um, which I probably wouldn't get rid of anyways because now it's the Xbox One S, so I'd probably keep it just for the 4K Blu-ray player. Um, but that's, you know, whatever. I wouldn't be using it for gaming is kind of my point. Like I could just buy a bunch of Switch docks and just use it on any TV in the house. Mm-hmm. Granite ninety dollars a pop, ridiculous. I'm hoping <laughs> a third party doc comes out that it's cheaper. Mad yeah, cats. I don't even care if, as long as it literally just HDMI pass through, even if it has no extra USB thing. I don't care. 
come out with one mag cats or any of the zillions of peripheral <laughs> partners they have and have like a $20 one so I can not have to buy the expensive one for all my TVs. Um, anyways, so for me, it, it it's kind of twofold. One, I don't own a Wii U, so I should I, I want to play Zelda that bad. Uh, two, I've always believed that you do not buy a system because um, as upset as I am at the lack of multimedia features and everything else, you know, the, the online – Reality is, you buy a system to play games. That's why we buy video game consoles. Why do we have phones? Yes, it's cool to have all the online functionality. Maybe we use it for Facebook and stuff more than we use it for anything else. But the bottom line is, we have the phone so we can text and call people. It's a way of communication. Um, so that's why we end up getting phones. Now, why people get $1,000 phones like I do is for all the extra stuff. Um, but even if I didn't have that, I would have a cell phone. If I didn't have a smartphone, mm-hmm. I'd still have a cell phone because there's basic functionality I need from, from a phone. Um, and it also happens to be cheaper than having a house phone. I don't know how that stuff got expensive. <laughs> Why house phones are expensive beats the hell out of me. You figure it should be even cheaper to you know, kind of encourage people to have house phones. It's because they want you to bundle everything. Right. Anyways, um, at least you can still call 911 if you plug a phone into a hard line. Uh, but... It's because of the games, right? For me, Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. is good enough for me to, to justify a purchase. If they never release another game on Switch, Breath of the Wild is good enough for me. And it feels weird saying that because it's a port. I mean, let's just call it what it is. It is a port of a Wii U game that has a few minor improvements, which they're improvements you and I care about. We're PC gamers. Um, so we care about these improvements, but at the grand scheme, they're minor improvements. Uh to you know slightly better resolution slightly better draw distance slightly better this slightly better that that's great but it's minor stuff that ultimately is it worth a 300 dollars upgrade for like would i spend 300 dollars and upgrade my graphics card to say a 1080 from a 1070 you know mm-hmm. for a minor bump in performance no i would not i i simply would not do that um it'd have to be a significant bump so it's weird for me to say that but I think it's because of what you mentioned before, the portability factor. Um, the idea that it's convenient for me. Um, I'm in a situation right now, my, my big 4K 65-inch TV is broken. I'm trying to get it fixed. Um, trying to get it, like, not just fixed. Like, I want it covered by warranty, obviously. Because, um, you know, mm-hmm. we spent $1,500 on the TV, like, a year ago. It, we really want to get this thing fixed up because it's not our fault that it broke. Um, it is what it is. So I look at it right now, especially at this in my life, that that means there are three working TVs in my, in my house, which I have a house, so I don't view it as abnormal. When I was in an apartment, we only had two TVs, um, and only one of them was hooked up to cable. So we have the TV in the living room, which my kids are constantly using, or my girlfriend's constantly using. We have a little dinky TV that is in the kitchen. Um, which I basically throw, it's basically for me when there's sports games on and I'm cooking, I put the game on in the background, um, or it's football or whatever. Cause I'm the, I'm the only one who cooks in the house. <laughs> um, so three meals a day, it's all me. Um, and then, uh, we have a TV in our bedroom, which isn't hooked up. To, well, it can be hooked up to cable. It's not right now. Uh, but. We, it's a Roku TV, so we have like Netflix and yada 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 on it. Uh, so that's where we, we catch up on our shows and watch movies uh, before we go to bed. 
Um, and this, you'll notice in that configuration, none of those TVs are available to me to play video games on. The TV I play video games on is the 65-inch in the basement that's broken. Um, so the Switch right now at this time in my life is coming at a point where I don't know if my TV is going to be fixed in two months. But I want to play Breath of the Wild. And I don't want to have to fight for screen time to do it. I don't want to have mm-hmm. to fight with my girlfriend taking a nap in the room. I don't want to have to fight with my kids for the TV. And I don't want to have to force myself to play on this little dinky um, 720 low DPI crappy screen that's got a little fade in the background in the bottom right corner in my kitchen. Because that's what I would have to do ultimately, and I don't want to have to do that. Um, so like the Wii U at the time when it came out, when we only had one TV in the house, and I didn't want to fight for screen time, so the Wii U made sense to me. Uh, I'm kind of like that with the Switch, where now I get what the Wii U was giving me back then, but I get it with no tether. Like I don't have to be in the same room as the dock. Um, I get it with... Uh, you know, yeah, it's the lowest HD resolution, but it is still HD. Uh, I get it without the flicker that I have going on in the bottom right corner on my TV in my kitchen. And I get it with a high DPI screen that's probably a better quality than every TV in my house, but the big 50 inch in the, the, the 50 inch in the, in the living room and the 65 inch in the basement. So like my two big TVs, yeah, maybe those are ultimately better, but those are also one's broken and the other one I got to fight to use. Um, so like I'm in a situation where, I be damned. I need Breath of the Wild, and I am going to get a Switch to do it because it's just that much. Like, like the playing <clears throat> experience on the screen that I'm going to have to play it on is that much better than the Wii U. Like, it's a sub HD screen I would be playing it on with washed out colors and low DPI. No thanks. And that's the reality for me. If the Wii U screen was an HD, that's a whole other conversation. But it's not. Um, so ultimately, it's the portability factor that I think I'm going to end up using the most. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited about HD Rumble. I'm excited about all the different ways you can use Joy-Cons, how I don't have to buy anything extra, and I can play Mario Kart with my girlfriend. Um, we'll probably end up getting the wheels to do that, so it's a little less awkward uh, <laughs> with the buttons. But uh, either way, it, it's just I want a portable home console experience that isn't tethered and is in HD. And that's what the switch gives me. Uh, is it worth a $300 price point? I would have liked to see it for 250, 300 with a packing game. Nintendo apparently couldn't mm-hmm. make a dock that wasn't 90 bucks for some reason. For like, some I don't know reason. why they yeah. can't make that thing under 50 and make it possible to knock the prices or at least make it possible at 300 to have a packing game or have the, <clears throat> the joy con grip thing that charges like, I didn't know about the Joy-Con grip thing not charging until after I pre-ordered, and that pisses me off because now my local GameStop has all the Joy-Con grip things sold out. So now I have to try to like fight for one online. That doesn't make me happy. Mm-hmm. But reality is, Breath of the Wild on an HD screen is what I want, and unfortunately, because of my TV situation, the Wii U cannot guarantee me that day one. Um, at least guarantee it when I have time to play. So that's what that that's my reality. That's oh. what I live in. And yes, I have computer monitors, and I know I can hook up to that and wear headphones. Yada 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 yada. I don't want to have to be in my freaking office all the time, man. We're talking about a Breath of the Wild game that's gonna be a, it could be three hundred plus hours. I'm mm-hmm. not doing that in my office, away from my family. 
I want my kids to watch me play. I want them to see uh, how fun Zelda is. Hopefully how fun it is. I haven't played since E3, so maybe it sucks now. <laughs> That's really the gist of it. It's literally one reason in one game why I have Switch pre-ordered and why I would have it pre-ordered anyways. Um, but I'm crazy like that. I mean, I also know there's a whole bunch of games coming that I'm excited for and that I want. Splatoon 2, I already mentioned before, Snipperclips. Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which I probably won't get because I don't think I have time this year to play two massive open-world games. Um, but, you know, maybe I'll get that in the future. I was about to say in the future when the price drops, it's not dropping. So, <laughs> in the future. <laughs> so, also, just because you got on to me for this last time. Last time when I said that oh, something about Skyrim yep. coming out in yep. fall, you and Daniel and everyone else on the ZI React said it was a release game and got on my case for it. But it's not a release no. game. It's not a launch game. It's not. So, yeah, I'm we didn't know that, that at the because... time, to be fair. Because <clears throat> you were like, it's at the end of the, the trailer. I was like, no, it's not. But I, I, I guess maybe I'm the stupid one. But everybody else was the stupid <laughs> yeah, um, one. Yeah, also another mistake from ZI Reacts. I mentioned something like the the Rito or whatever. They're not in the, in the yeah. game, at least that we know of. So, um, And highly likely not since Hyrule Destroyer confirmed that they're descendants of the Zoras and there's Zoras in the game. Um. Yeah. So that was a mistake on my part as well. Uh, so there, mistakes around the table, um, yep. just not from you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. perfect. Alfred's perfect in every way. Anyways, I think that'll do it for the Zelda Forward podcast. Uh, thanks for yeah. tuning in. Been a couple hours, but again, it's kind of nice to have a couple hour one because we skipped a week basically. Um, so it's yeah, two you got podcasts a, a ZI reacts now. You get this. Um, this will be out on time. But I yeah. promise. I'm editing this week, so first time <laughs> I've edited the ZI podcast. Yeah. Now, but. It'll be fun. I look forward to it. I'm going to be gone doing other stuff. I don't have stuff. to transfer my video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll fun. catch you guys next week. Either way, it's going to get fun. Yep. See ya. See ya. Thanks for joining us. All right.